I'm Dan Panoshin, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Bullseye. Nailed it. Nailed to the cross. <laughs> it's okay, it's not a religious holiday tomorrow. Even if it was, I wouldn't care. Right. It's high roll, baby. Nailed to the cross, that's like an Easter 11 o'clock comics intro, I think, more than a Thanksgiving or Christmas. Well, isn't, that's the isn't holiday. Easter's when he comes back, right? Black yeah. Friday? Wait, no, what's it called? Ash Friday? Ash, Ash Wednesday. Wednesday. Good Friday. Good Friday. It's all a bunch of hoo-ha, but whatever. <laughs> hoo-ha. Yes. This is not, however, the hoo-ha. This is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 881. Yeah, boy. I'm your friend, Vince B. <laughs> hoo-ha. Hoo-ha. My friend, Vince B. I am David A. Price. And hark. Yes, a herald angel sung. The praises of one guest. You know, it's it's very appropriate that this episode precedes Thanksgiving because we are very very thankful to call this man friend. Mm-hmm. Whenever stop, whenever he appears on our show, and when we see him in person, he just fills us with the love of everything. He's the local man. He's the stray dog. He's the the army of darkness <laughs> forever. He's Tony Fleece. Hey, everybody. Happy to be back. Thank you for having me. Thank you for calling me and telling me you want, want me to come on the show. I'm very excited. It was a text. But I'm very excited to be here. Yes. And we're glad to have you. And you know what? Skype is conspiring against you. Because, oh, no, yes, Skype tells me that I haven't chatted with you in over a year. But the first name in my contact list is Tanaford. I didn't do it. I didn't manipulate it. I just sound, Skype does not like you. This is like your top eight, like in MySpace. Yes, I don't, I don't even know I'm what that not, is. Not anywhere near that. You didn't do MySpace. Oh, no, 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 no. This boomer didn't. No, no. <laughs> so cool. You know who doesn't do MySpace? CheapGraphicNovels.com. <laughs> does that even make any sense? Do you know that for sure? Though? I don't think so. Uh, I Max was on MySpace. He plays Scott. He He's in yes. Stuff. I love Scott. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Cheapgraphicnovels.com. Break it down. Cheapgraphicnovels.com. You get what it says. You get your graphic novels, your OGNs, your omnibus editions, your trade paperback collections, your manga, all that stuff at massive discounts. Tony knows the drill. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to place an order, no. and you're going to reap the rewards of massive discounts. You will receive an email response saying thank you for ordering from CheapGraphicNovels.com. You're going to reply to that email saying, Max, my dude, 11 o'clock comic sent me. And he's going to say, buddy, give you a big old bear hug, which equates to free shipping on your next order. It is amazing. Free Shipping is very expensive. And he's this like, shipping is no joke, by the way. I no. feel like I... But the shipping from CheapGraphicNovels.com is maybe the most secure shipping I've ever seen when it comes oh, to getting comics so nicely. Yes, yeah, yeah. so stuff from Amazon. It shows up in like a soft envelope. It's ridiculous. All loose, nothing inside except one airbag, and it's just all flopping around. Yeah, I get you. Yep. Yeah, time it gets to my house. Yep. Put it this way: my last order from CheapGraphicNovels.com, there was an egg in it. Mm-hmm. An egg. 
Uncracked. Uncr- well, of course it was uncracked. Hence my yes. So go to cheapgraphicnovels.com and save. How about that? Nicely That's done, Vince. Yes, yes. I'm drinking tonight because I Tony's coming, and I figured I better man up. I can't say man up. I better person up because I I, I had uh, this is I had a little bit before. Mm. Yeah, but I'm continuing the old Fezziwig, rich and spiced Samuel Adams. Love it. I don't have any of the sweet water. I'm going to change that. Uh, over the weekend, I'm going to get massive quantities of sweet water because I miss it, the 420. Uh, Where's Fezziwig from? Is it from a, a book? Is it from the, the, A Christmas Carol? Must be. Sounds familiar to me. Well, it, from- it, it, this is a seasonal beer, so I would yeah. guess it, uh, Fezziwig has something to do with the holidays. Now you're making me look dumb. I don't know. Jason was here. That's somebody that reads novels, boy. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I See, I, I don't have that kind of recall, like Jason. If you give me time to think about something, I will return an answer. And more often than not, maybe I'll, you know, I'll be right. But Jason's like, boom, page 57, Moby Dick. There's a scene in which a crustacean attaches itself to Ahab's balls. And I was like, how do you know that? Like, wow, how can yes. you recall? I was right. Fezziwig is from A Christmas Carol. He's like the good Ebenezer Scrooge. People are like, Scrooge, how come you're not more like Fezziwig? He treats That's his right. good. He takes a day off. Yeah. There you go. Thank you, Tony. Me, Jason, we're both literate in the same way, I think. You're Google literate. <laughs> but I said before I Googled that I thought it was from a Christmas carol. <laughs> you did, but that's only 30%. That's true. That was just the, the lead that I needed to get me where I was going. Right, right. Yeah. Tony, are you drinking? Well... Sort of. I'm having. I'm just having a Rockstar Energy drink. I'm going to be writing uh, Army of Darkness when we finish up here again. So I have to uh, not slide into a slumber, which is what I would do if I was to just relax and have drinks. Me too. It makes me tired. Yeah, I try, I try to watch TV, and even if I sit down and if, if I'm not working for a single second, my body just tries to reclaim its time. <laughs> so I've, I've been trying to watch that Scott Pilgrim, and I I cannot. I just fall asleep. And the and same, I was trying to watch the Monarch show, the Matt Fraction show, and I fell asleep with that, too. You do work a lot. I do work a lot. Yeah. Do you guys hear to my the, dog honking away? He's licking yes. his face. It's okay. To the benefit of us all. This today. It's his holiday as well. Nice. Dap. Yes, Vince. Well, it is your turn. I am drinking... Uh, not the fancy, just the gin and tonic. I was going to, uh, I didn't have time. I wanted to, uh, bust open one of the uh, Bartesian holiday cocktails, but, uh, I'll save that for next week. They send them to you in the mail, or do you just get buy them at the store, the Bartesian drinks? I have a subscription with them, so every few months or whenever I say to send now, they'll send me, um, whatever capsules I have in the subscription. Otherwise, um, I know Amazon sells them. I haven't seen them in the store, and I, I haven't physically seen them in any of the stores here. Um, I mean, they could sell them because there's no alcohol in the capsules. Um, but no, they, they they get sent home. And once a year, or I mean, a couple times a year, they'll do something for um, 
for their members. But last year, I think it was last year is when they started it. At least last year was the first year I got it. But um, they have a uh, they they allow members to pre-order um, the advent calendar so that when the calendar is available to the public, the, you've already paid for it. They send you a code and then you redeem the code and then they'll send it to you so the members get first dibs. But um, they're all I, the, the, there was the um, they're all they're kind of similar to the capsules that they tend to make for regular cocktails throughout the year. They'll, they'll festive them up a little bit, maybe add something else or, or, or color it a little differently. So that's a bit more festive. Yeah, there's definitely, yeah. I mean, they'll do things like that. There's like a mistletoe margarita, Mm. uh, which is, which is kind of similar to the candy man margarita they did for Halloween last year. Um, But no, it's, it's all, it's, it's all, it's all for, it's all very not because I'm not a huge that there are certain spirits that I'm not a fan of so like I can't say that all the capsules are bangers for me but everything that I've tried I've enjoyed is there is there a Bartesian channel on the slack in the same way that there's like a peloton no <laughs> it's not no feel I wish there's there's a drink there's a drink and alcohol yeah and, and that's good enough channel but yeah yeah I'm making right. some nutmeg right now Ooh. there you are no Oh, I see. So, you know, we gather here each and every week to talk about the comics. Let's do that. Let's do it. Do you want me to go first? I always do. I have nothing but feel-good books this week. Mm. Books that just, you know, infuse the reader with the, the light of existence. First one I have is by Junji Ito. <laughs> <laughs> See where I'm going with this? Uplifting. It is called Mimi's Tales of Terror. The original stories were written by Hirokatsu Kihara and Ichiro Nakayama from a book, I believe, called Shin Mimibukuro, which translates to New Earmuffs. I don't know how New Earmuffs relate to what I read in this book. But uh, weirdness ensues, right? Of course, it's published by Viz. And like I said, words and pictures by the glorious, extremely talented Junji Ito. This is an odd book, even by Ito standards. It's very strange. It's an anthology centered around a young lady named Mimi, hence the title. And she's a weirdness magnet. Um, She's a strange, strange girl. And and that is the reason why I say this book is odd by Ito standards. It it contains pretty much commonplace stuff as far as Junji Ito goes. It's it's very odd. The 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 denizens of the afterlife seem to hate the living. I mean, it's, that's commonplace, right? If you've ever read any Junji Ito, you know that the dead have it out for the living. They just seem to exist to plague the lives of the living. And it's, it's, that's, that's standard stuff, right? But the stories in this book, they're not complete. Um, as in, not in the, in the, in the sense of having a beginning, a middle, and an end. They, they do have that. 
but some of them are, it starts off with one that's just a sketch. It's called On the Utility Pole. And, and it's Mimi in a car with her, her um, I'm guessing, boyfriend. She doesn't treat him like one, but he does love her. So I'll call him a boyfriend. But I'll get to that in, in, in a couple minutes. But um, his name's Naoto. And they're in a car, and it's raining, and it's gloomy. And Mimi looks up, and she sees something on top of a telephone pole. And it's a, a witch-like character. Hair, long hair blowing in the wind. The, the, the rain is whipping at her. And then it goes away. And that's the end of the story. It's like three pages long. It's just a, it's just a, a, a flourish. Like there's really not a lot of meat on those bones. It, it, was it scary? Uh, was it um, disturbing? I guess, but I mean, there's not much, right? And there's a, there's a, a number of stories like that that are just um, they're built around a scene, right? Tony, you know how to do it. There's a, a riveting hair-raising scene, and it seems that. Um, Kihara and Nakayama just constructed the framework of what they considered a story around this event that's terrible. And that's pretty much the modus operandi of Junji Ito, too, right? There, there's there's a, a, a chewy center that's extremely harrowing. And then all of the stuff that, that you know, spirals around it. It's the recipe. But there's rarely a conclusion to any of these stories. You, you you don't get a why. You don't get a how. You don't get a who. It's just uh, the second story. Um, Mimi moves into an apartment, and the the tenant above her plays music extremely loud, and she can't study. So she goes up and she tells him, you know, hey, lower the music, and and he eventually does, but. It, it it draws focus to his neighbor because his excuse was, my, my neighbors never complain. They're weird, but they never complain about the music. And, and the neighbors turn out to be these women, in quotes, that are all dressed in black. Um, they have a black scarf with a black hat and a long black dress that obscures every ounce of, of flesh. Uh, they wear glasses over the scarf that's pulled up over their nose. Like, you can't get a bead on what is underneath these clothes. And the the odd thing about it is, the woman is impossibly tall. And it turns out, as the story proceeds, Mimi happens to touch the woman's arm, and her sleeve pulls back, and her arms are metal planks. They're just like flat metal planks with screws in them. And Mimi's like, what? what? And so she moves into the, the, the tenant that was playing the, the, the loud music, eventually moves out because he got wigged out by his neighbor. And um, Mimi moves into his apartment and he uh, chopped a hole in the wall to peer through to see his neighbor. And Mimi notices the woman operating, I guess, on herself by removing the screws in her arm. 
and she extends it and notices Mimi looking at her and thrusts her arm through the hole. <laughs> so it's a giant metal... You remember those rulers a long time ago? I'm older than most of you, so you guys probably won't remember these. They were stacked, and you had a pull out you had to um mm. revolve the top part then yeah. bend it back then revolve it again and it eventually turned into a giant like a yardstick but then you can collapse it down because it was hinged right yeah. that's what this reminded me of this giant hinged metal thing with a glove on the end of it comes flying through the room and it tries to, she tries to attack mimi and then uh, mimi gets away from it so she stops and moves a bookcase over the hole, but the woman jumps outside and extends her body up to the second floor to peer into Mimi's window to try and get at her. It's crazy. And then the woman at the end just walks away. Like, Mimi passes out and the woman walks away and the story's over. <laughs> so there's there's really no resolution. There's no There's no who, why, how like the, the, nothing is explained like uh, uh, there's again the the, uh, the next story is called rustling in the grass where mimi and nauto come upon they're walking in the forest and it, this is like where the book gets really interesting for me because nauto tells mimi that he loves her and and she's just like yeah, yeah you know i can count on the fingers of one hand how many panels depict Mimi smiling in this book? And I'd have digits left over to pick my nose. Like, the, the girl just does not smile. Again, that's very much in line with Ito's feminine protagonist, right? They're, they're, they're joyless. There's no light in their lives at all. And, and so they're in the forest, and they come upon um, a, a young lady who has um, committed suicide. She hung herself. And stuff starts to drip from her body. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> oh. <Okay. laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But but the thing and, and as I'm reading this thing, I, I'm I'm thinking, man, there's no cap on these stories. There's there, there I, there's no feel good moment. There there's no resolution. There, there's no insight into what's going on. Why? Why is this like this? And when I finished, I'm like, son of a bitch. The stories mimic or, or are modeled after the protagonist. We know absolutely nothing about Mimi. We don't know why she's a magnet for all this shit. We, we don't know um, any of her like likes or dislikes. She, she, she doesn't really have an opinion on, on, on very many things. Like She just seems to be a placeholder for a human being. Um, she encounters all this weirdness and then she just picks up and moves to another place and the weirdness begins again and she picks up and moves to another place with more weirdness. Like if you saw some of the things that Mimi has seen, th there's a story, um, uh, it's, it's a, it's on the beach. What the hell is the name of it here? It's called Seashore Dummy, where, where Mimi and her friends uh, go to the beach and they get there late and so they sleep in the car and they're waiting you know for the sun to come up so they can go frolic in the waves I, I doubt Mimi can frolic but whatever and 
she she wakes up and and this thing walks by the car comes out of the ocean up onto the beach and walks by the car and it it's guts are hanging out it looks like you've you've ever seen drowning victims that have been in the water for a really really long time where the skin is just all like buttery melted off their bones and it just sloshes all over that's what this looks like the, there's re- very little definition to the the musculature of this this form like you could tell it's a human form but the skin looks oozy and drippy there's intestines hanging out and this thing just walks by the car and and Mimi gets like all shook up but then she's like oh yeah I, I saw something walk by the car last night and there's a girl who works at a local restaurant it's like Oh, yeah. Yeah, we see that shit all the time. And maybe just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, something actually does happen in this story. One of Mimi's friends, Furosawa, he cozies up to the to the girl that works at the restaurant, but ultimately the souls of dead children that have drowned latch onto him, and he kills himself trying to rescue these these dead baby spirits that 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 were consumed by the ocean in a in a terrible terrible accident it seems like the the ocean this area of the ocean draws people in it has a it's like a magnet it's like a there there's a some kind of a lure that that entices people to kill themselves to drown themselves I, like i said feel good book of the year um this one, there's a story called Just the Two of Us that begins with a young mother committing suicide by setting herself on fire. Yep. And her daughter, Kay, who is being watched by Mimi's younger sister, Mimi goes home in this story, is plagued by the ghost of her dead mother who wipes her child's tears away and leaves soot marks on the kid's face because they're all uh, the, everybody who comes into contact with this kid's like how'd you get so dirty like what's on your face and the kid's like i don't know whatever in the night the ghost of the mother comes to the child and em- tries to embrace her and leaves soot marks on the kid like does it get any sadder than that? I, I don't know. But ultimately, I, I think this is up there. With I mean, it doesn't rival, highly rival the work that Ito does on his own. But as an adaptation of somebody else's work, I think it's, uh, I mean, it's very good. But I see the form and the function here with these stories. Like, the fact that there's no or very little in way of of uh, payoff or resolution to these things means that we don't have much insight into the mechanics of the stories. And that is the exact genetic makeup of the title character. We really don't know. After like 200 and some pages, we don't know much about this girl. Like she she's she's odd. She attracts the paranormal. It doesn't seem to break her spirit, and she just continues on. Like, it's a strange animal, this book. It really is. I I loved it, but I'm still trying to crack the code with it. Like, I I hope maybe Tony or or David will read this someday and maybe, you know, 
add to what I'm saying about this book. It, it, it's just it, it's very it's an odd duck, even in the the Ito Ovoir. So um, it comes with a dust jacket, but take that bitch off the book because <laughs> it's a mediocre image. I mean, it's not a bad image, but I, it's I don't think it's a very enticing image for the front of a book. The actual book cover itself is a gorgeous thing it's it's it the front is red and it has mimi and her eyes have no pupils and her hair is on an arc it's there's an arc to her hair it looks so beautiful when you turn it over oh my god the back of the book is great there's these skeletal gnarly hands with talons on them in in brownish in like a sepia and there's the the facial features of the dead in red on gray. Like, it is gorgeous. It's beautiful. So when you buy it, just throw the dust jacket away because you'll be pleased because this thing is magnificently amazing. So, uh, yeah, uh, Mimi's Tales of Terror from, from Viz. It's like, I think it's like 25 bucks, I guess. But it's worth every penny. I mean, if, if there's, there's, a, there's a story about a bodybuilder. Who moves in next to Mimi? Like it's so so weird, and and he he does his bodybuilding thing, like the posing and all that garbage. He's in a speedo and he poses on his terrace thing, uh, so people can see him. But the the problem is, the only people that can see him there's a graveyard behind this apartment complex. So what this guy does in the middle of the night, he goes out and he turns the gravestones to face his apartment. And anybody that knows even a shred of Japanese customs knows that you don't mess with the dead. Hmm. Like, there's a reason those gravestones face in the direction that they, they were placed. This guy goes in and turns them, and he's found out, and the city pays to bring workers in to turn them all back the way they were. Like that's a, I'm I'm guessing that's a, a a a good expense, right? But then he does it again because he wants all the eyes of the dead on him as he's doing his bodybuilding. And and the place is littered with hitodama. That's the they're like will of the wisps, but they're but they're souls of the dead that are kind of like fireflies in a graveyard, but they're they're the souls of the people that have passed. And these things are, you know, serpentine floating around in this graveyard and he's doing his bodybuilding poses it's crazy it's absolutely nuts and then at the end the city pays again to come out and turn the 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 gravestones back the way they were it just shows you you know the customs in japan about honoring those that have passed but anyway it's just still a weird story this whole book is weird i recommend it (laughs) (laughs) i do I, i love it so much but I mean, it, it, if if you are one of those types of uh, a discerning reader who who needs to know the whys and the wherefores, this book is not for you, because there's almost none. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I kind of like that too. I'm sure in the Shin Mimibakuro book that things are explained more, and and Ito just kind of picked and 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 choosed what he wanted to to do and left maybe some of the meat still on the carcass i don't know but um yeah go get it 
I would leave on the dust jacket, though, myself. I'm a dust jacket boy. They're useless, Tony. Something you don't know about me. I love a dust jacket. What? Okay. <laughs> All right. Devil's advocate. What function does a dust jacket I like provide? just the same way that on, like, a Blu-ray, I like a flippable... Uh, cover, you know, I like that there's two different opportunities to have artwork. Now, listen, it's a dust jacket and has the same image on the front on both. That's a little silly for me. Mm-hmm. That's like those cardboard sleeves on, on Blu rays and DVDs. I don't yeah. need that. No, I'm at a loss for the whole. I mean, I'm getting back into the Blu ray thing. Number one, I don't understand flippable covers. I, I, I mean, from a so what do you do? Do you watch the movie? And you flip uh. the cover and put it on your <laughs> shelf, and then maybe six months later you flip it back. You can't see it anyway. Don't you think you can? St- no, it's it's because some people like to have like a brand new painted like Criterion style cover, and some people want the original movie poster. Oh that's yeah, what- I'm all for employing artists to produce new work. That's yeah, yeah that's a given. Ah, right, go go nuts if you want to do that. But you can do that for a booklet inside. Interesting, yeah, right. that's yeah. true. But and again, I'm with you on the slipcases, unless yeah. they're like lenticular or something different, or like you know, there's there's maybe a, a heat sensitive area where <laughs> that's cool, but just the same thing as the cover, that's weird. But yeah, like before, it seemed like that was something to keep them safer while they were at the Best Buy or whatever. But they don't do that anymore, you know. You no, Best Buy uh, jettisoned all physical media. Yeah, it sucks. Sad. Big weekend for physical media, though. You got all your Black Friday sales. You got your Severin sale and your Aero Video sale. I I, I crunched the numbers. Yeah. Yeah, the Severin sale alone is going to cost me over two bills. Oh, no. Yeah. So then you got Aero and then you got... um, uh, Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah, Vinegar Syndrome. So I I don't know. I'm going to have to pick and choose. Yeah, for sure. Me too. I've I've had my eye on a couple of... uh, couple of those discs anyway oh i want to get freeway and freeway two from vinegar syndrome so if they're on sale i'm grabbing those up for sure i don't think i'm going to spend as much this year because uh, i don't have as much money this year so there's a tri- trio of suave films from uh, i saw the, yeah the you, new, you need a new those. announcement you need those do i the, the church oh my god church it is a masterpiece cool. yeah 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 all right i'll get those two fuck it Dude, they're they're like three four discs a piece. You get yeah. you get the UHD, you get the Blu-ray, you get a soundtrack, you soundtrack. get yeah. The interviews I can never watch because I, like I like to watch documentaries while I draw, and then those are always in Italian, so I can't draw and watch documentaries at the same time. It's true. It sucks. It does suck. Damp, what do you got? So. Um, I, I I wish I knew somebody told me about this book, but. Um, I binged the two trades and issue number nine of Dark Ride. Hilarious. Right? You wish. Somebody did tell you about that book. At least across three episodes. Two somebody's. Uh, Jason also so, mentioned it. I know. I know. I, I think I, I got a I, box of Dark Ride in the mail to him. Um, but I decided to to give it a shot for S and G's and I couldn't stop. I just, I, I consumed the first volume, which is just four issues extremely quickly. And, uh, and then the second volume also includes the little short story from sky and bound 10. Uh, and then the ninth issue is what we're up to. Um, 
and I know that uh, in the previews that came out this week, uh, I guess issue 12 is solicited. And I haven't, I haven't opened previews yet, but I, I think um, 12th issue, which is apparently the final issue. And I know I once once I got into the second volume, I had a feeling unless someone was going to take over the park or someone was going to, uh, we were going to be introduced to other new characters or, or, uh, if a different, if another park was, was just a possessed park was going to, uh, appear somewhere else on the planet. I could see maybe the series continuing, but as far as, um, what this family, um, is dealing with the, I, just based on what I've read, the story definitely seemed finite uh, for these particular for 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 Sam and his sister and their dad. Uh, I didn't I, I I I didn't see this particular story going on for years and years. Um, I'd love it to because it is it's it's extremely entertaining as somebody who is not big on horror and 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 this is more. This is more Nightmare on Elm Street than it is anything else, than, than it is Saw or, or, or none. It, it's just, it's, I enjoyed it because it is a bit over the top. And, and, uh, and I can, and, and that's the kind of horror I can kind of take. Um, but it, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's, it, it's a beautifully drawn series, but it, it, written by Joshua Williamson, uh, illustrated by Andre Brezen. Uh, colors by Adriana Lucas, but um, we're we're uh, I'm, I don't want to regurgitate everything the guys have already said, but uh, just seeing it all play out and and how uh, things that where we started and, and and where we are now and and the whole the whole mystery aspect with uh, with with. Dude's first day, and that was the other thing I thought after the first issue, where, where where this kid gets hired and he's working the park, and he only lasted issue. I wasn't sure if we were going to kind of get that sort of gimmick where we're going to be introduced to a character that's just the park's going to end up uh, swallowing, um, and then some how the mysteries will 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 play out there. But no, it, it, it's it's a little bit more straightforward than that to a degree. But uh, big reveal with the ninth issue, which, which, which I'm not going to spoil for anybody, but, um, I just, I, I had a blast with it, man. I, I, I really, I don't, I'm, I'm glad there, there was enough available that I could just spend a little bit of time with and, and read these nine chapters, uh, or nine plus a few pages. Um, but at the same time, I'm also a bit bummed that I wasn't reading it along with you guys. Um, yeah, so I could have joined in on the conversation. That would have been fun, but it, it, I mean, again, it is a horror book. So, and and it and it it's a horror book that is very specific. It's a it's a horror host, um, you know, carnival uh, spook show angle book. That I mean, if a horror book is hard enough to sell to you, but then when you get very specific like this, it's even more difficult, right? But I, I call bullshit on on them. No, he um, Williamson spent four issues 
on the the summer and the death of her brother and setting up the park you don't spend four issues of a 12 issue series no no, no. okay no no, no, no you no, know no. what i mean like no, that, no, that don't get me wrong like, i'm not saying the 12th issue i thought that I, I wasn't reading this going oh this is definitely a 12 issue series i just i'm just saying that i didn't i didn't see this getting to issue 60 oh i thought there was much more left like they could they could they i doubt that he's gonna explain like the mascots it, it, I How do you explain think, the mascots? Right, no, no, and right. So yeah, we are going to lose that. But 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 again, I don't think. Well, maybe, but because uh, because still a couple issues left. But I I I I know what you are saying. But there are parts where I feel like it would have. It's like those filler episodes when 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 we're watching something. It's like that that just that that was just there to pad it out. And and I I don't think. This is this is too smart and it's it's too well done to have any like filler issues and if if it was going to just keep going for the sake of I, there are obviously some stories you can still tell no doubt I'm bummed that we're getting only twelve I I, I wouldn't mind another two dozen yeah three dozen issues but right. But I don't. I, this wasn't. This wasn't going to be Williamson Savage Dragon. This was. I. It. It, it was. I, I. I saw this. I saw this particular story. Even with the demons. Even with figuring out who the hell's doing all this. 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 Speaking from beyond. I. I. I, I thought that this was just. That there's a beginning, middle, and end for this particular series. Yeah. I was <laughs> amazed. At issue nine. Yeah. When I thought, oh, geez, no, not a crazy secret admirer. I, I, I hate those kind of stories. I think they're they're just hackneyed and secret dumb. Admirer that, yeah, but yeah, but that did not last long. <laughs> no. I was, which, which, yeah, which, which I was just like, wait, I mean, it, and I, it, it, it's one of those things where, like, I'm glad it was all done in one. Like if, if, if we just saw the back of his head for like the past couple of issues, and then this was the big reveal only for him to be kind of like squashed with a screwdriver after a couple of pages, that, that would have been a bit of a bummer. But I mean, the fact that he his his, his whole, his whole arc just happened in a matter of pages in this one. Yeah. Issue. Not even. Yeah. I, it, it was fine with me. And, and I really, I have to, I, 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 I got to give credit to to Williamson because I really just judging from his, the first issue his first appearance as soon as he starts talking I thought Sam Hain was going to be I was just going to roll my eyes every time he showed up but my man he is he's I'm I'm fucking rooting for the dude and I, I probably shouldn't be but I'm like he's he's he just wants to make this park work and yeah he's a prick and 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 he's he's arrogant and. He's he's got an issue with his sister, of course, but with that whole sibling rivalry thing. But with with his daughter and and the way dad, of course, treats them both. But I mean, as, as well, dad's an to, asshole. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent, murdering asshole. But I mean, yeah. you have so so. But but the fact that I've I've turned the corner, I've I've come around on Sam because um, I it, it, that doesn't happen often. I it, once I have. A feeling, an inkling about a character. It's very hard for me to change my mind on, no matter what they do, no matter how. Look at these. He just had a whole eighteen issue arc where he, you know, redeemed himself. I'm not, not still a dick, but I, I, I like. I'm 
I'm I'm riding with Sam. I got to see where this goes with him. Um, yeah. um, I I just I I feel bad for. I mean, Halloween is is a trip, um, but obviously there's definitely something going on there. As 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 we saw in the in the second trade, she's um, she's obviously um, working yeah. with, her, with 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 her own high demons. But there's there's just uh, I um, and and when they fucking put the goddamn when they put the mask, the helmet with the teeth inside and they put, yeah, they put it on, they put it on the YouTuber. And I'm just, I'm that. I, I had to, I had to like go outside for a little bit when that happened. I, I, that, that, that freaked me out of everything that happened in the book so far in the series that, that freaked me out above everything else. Those little teeth inside that goddamn mask. Yeah. Well, <sighs> you, you didn't read birthright. And I didn't. Right. William Williamson has a way of of wrangling juice from dry fruit, I guess. Is, is, is birthright still going on or is it No, different? no. But it, it's it it went to issue fifty, I think, like or or more, like uh, with the 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 stuff that was in um Skybound uh uh ten, 10. or X or whatever. Um but and, and there were moments in that book where I thought, like, how much more can they get out of this? And they adds another wrinkle that adds novelty to to the to the environment, and it propels it for another six, twelve issues. And I, I don't know. I would love to get him on and just see what the plan was for Dark Ride because I'm I, I I'm guessing that it wasn't initially conceived as twelve issues. I, mm. I I'm I'm betting that it's not selling all that great. And they're just trying to like tie up all those threads in a and just let's publish two whatever three trade paperbacks or one real nice big hardcover and you know try to get some money back from it. But I hope this team sticks together because I really love what they do. I, I would love for them to go back to fantasy. Horror was great. They're 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 very adept at it. But I, the fantasy, I think, is that's that's and where that's, they, that, they, they, that's they, what birthright is. Yeah. Well. Fantasy mixed with contemporary um, settings, like it bounces around, and I, I just think it's wonderful. They're, they're both books are wonderful, and I have it Brian was, it, Brian N to thank. It was a twelve issue uh, series when I got hired for it because I did covers. I did uh, the you did I saw you covers, yeah. covers the whole thing. See, there you go, inside track. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I don't know if they plan to to keep it going after that and and like you know stop doing the incentive covers or like hire somebody else or rehire me. But, but like since I, since number one, I was hired on for twelve issues. So I th- I saw one of your recent covers in the last previews, and I'm like, I need to get this. Well, I'm doing so. I've I worked as like an art director on that thing where I would hire. Uh, my my cartoony friends from like Pony Books and other cartoon books to do like Disney covers, um, and the last one that came out was Andy Price from Ponies did a Cinderella cover, um, and then I finally after like art directing for all this time I was like well, I want to draw one too so I did the Aladdin one that'll be on I think issue eleven that's or 10. the one yeah that's the yeah. one so that one I drew and did everything on it's a very nice cover. Well, thank you. Did you have a ghost artist on that, or? <laughs> I mean, somebody did all the layout for me, you know, thirty years ago. So that was that was easy enough. <laughs> yeah, homage well, covers are great. Well, 
They're, they definitely speed. They, they're speedier than coming up with them yourself. I'll tell that's you that. right. Well, that's what John Byrne said. They're like, John, why are you doing a pastiche of Fantastic Four number one? He's like, because it's easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, just like always, I agree with John Byrne. True. Well, don't agree I, with him on no, everything. Yeah, let's, uh, let's let's tamp that down a little bit. Tamp. Always, the man's always right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Police robotics, man, in the house. <laughs> Making Sad. butter. It's Tony. Ah, Tell us uh, what's what's lighting a fire under the fleece. Uh, I read a few books this week. I've been uh, working more than I've been reading, but I did read uh, The Deviant, A Christmas Story uh, by James Tynan IV and Joshua Hickson with letters by Hassan Atsman Elhow. Um, it's fucking good, man. Uh, I I haven't read everything James Tynan, but there's definitely sort of like you can tell the books that have come out since uh, since he's been like uh, you know like he was like a young writer he was doing creator own stuff then he sort of had big hits with Batman and then he had big big hits with creator own stuff and this is sort of like the post big big hits with creator own stuff era. And what I like about that is he's just able to sort of stretch something out and tell a story almost like manga, you know, where it doesn't have to be 20 or 22 pages and you can sort of like really settle in for atmosphere. Um, This is a story about um, there's a serial killer who people, uh, the person that got arrested and put in jail for it is this guy who was a mall Santa Claus and um, he's sort of like this legend, you know, that the kids tell each other about this mall Santa Claus that killed these kids and sort of like he did like, you know, like he, he molested them and sort of like it's like this dark, creepy thing. But it's the sort of thing that if you're a kid, you know, you, you would talk about. What's interesting about this book is that it's told from the perspective of uh, a writer who's interviewing the killer in jail. And uh, the writer's gay and the killer's gay. And the writer sort of explains that to the killer while they're talking about this thing, because he's sort he's writing, a, he's going to write a story about it. I think he's going to write a comic about it, which I'm a little bit like, that's, that seems way close. If you're doing, you know, like you're writing a, a story about a comic writer, but it's great. So I'm willing to stick around and see, you know, where he goes with it. But the, the, the writer says to the killer, you know, like that was the first time, that I had any concept of a um, boy being with another boy, you know, was that when I heard about you like molesting and killing these kids, which is super dark, but also like a super interesting take on like a serial killer story or like a, and you're always looking for like a perspective to enter these stories because uh, we've seen, you know, serial killer stories, you know, we get to the end of the thing and it turns out that, the guy's been saying this whole time that he's not the killer, and then the, there's a killer that's still out there. So, is he the killer? Is he not the killer? Is this a copycat? Um, but it's really beautifully done, and uh, and it's huge. It's a, I think it's a five ninety nine comic because it is heavy as if it were two comics put together. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just really nicely done, uh, uh, moody, atmospheric. I love a Christmas horror story. But, um, like, so, you know, like, Black Christmas 
is sort of a straight up and down Christmas horror story where it's like actually scary and it's a Christmas. That's that's perfect for me. And that's more what this is more than like your uh, Christmas bloody Christmas or these other ones where it gets a little more camp. This one uh, plays a little more straight, which is what I like. I like Christmas. I like horror. This is great. Okay. Black Christmas directed yes. by. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I know. Oh, the guy that did uh, Christmas Story, right? Who also did? <sighs> I don't know. Children Help shouldn't me. play with dead things. Bob, uh, Bob Clark. Uh, yes, Bob Clark. So Christmas Story is more the outlier for that guy than. Oh the, yeah, 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 yeah. Black Christmas. Do you think Hickson's work here is inspired by uh, Phillips? Um, Phillips. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, it's very. It's not it's, only the daddy Phillips, but the the son as well. I mean, the coloring looks very season. similar. I think uh, you know f- a few years from now, uh, Jacob Phillips coloring is gonna like. I think a ton of things are gonna look like that because it works. Like it's atmospheric, and also it's faster than doing like you know full flats, cuts and grad style coloring like we've been doing for for years and years. Uh, I, I can definitely see the appeal in it. I told uh, Brad, who colors Local Man, I was like, "You can like you don't have to get this thing fully flatted. You can just you know do a criminal on that if you want." Ooh, it's a, yeah, it's a it's a it's a procedure now. <laughs> he's he's still doing the full doing the full thing, but I I like the way it looks. Um, I, yeah, I think everybody's influenced by by Phillips's by the Phillipses these days, especially if you're doing a, a story like that, you know. They they are extremely good at what they do. Yeah, new Phillips coming soon, right before Christmas. Yeah, where the body was. Yeah, did you read that already? I think there's a PDF. There, I started it, but I think I'm going to wait until I have the book in my hands. Yeah, I, I forgot to order it. I'm going to have to buy that off the rack. Well, I bet you'll be able to find it. I, I'm I'm very confident. Yes, <laughs> that, I, <laughs> that I will be able to find it. I try not to pocket watch, but every time, two, three times a year, those guys put out a, a crazy successful hardcover. I'm just like, good lord, what's going on? Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm extremely happy to watch in real time the uh, Brubaker Phillips section of my library grow and grow mm-hmm. and grow. Yeah, it, 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 It's one of the, the most comfortable spots of, of my reading room. I can always go back to it and pick up a book Doesn't and, and just revel in the, in just the 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 amazing stuff these guys produce it's it's just it's a blessing really i it has a place of honor inside my house like i have my bookshelf out in my studio and then there's a few special sections that exist in the house the kirby shelf the brubaker and phillips shelf and there's like a an image original image shelf and there's a like a Cliffhanger era shelf as well. Oh, and David Lapham shelf. Wow, nice. Yeah, that's a little peek inside my world. I'm surprised there's not an extreme section. It, I mean, that exists inside the original image section. But <laughs> there's not that many tray paperbacks. I think I have like the glory tray paperback, and I've got the Youngblood ones. But so you read Dutch number zero? 
Oh yeah, I was going to talk about that. Did you did you talk about it already? I briefly touched upon it. It was in my inner travels last episode, so I'll, I'll save it for if you want to talk about it next. But yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, no, I read that too. I nice, nice. Get into it. Okay. Um, I talked about this book, uh, the first issue, when it came out, uh, and a little bit of uh, behind the scenes on this. It's from Uncivilized Books. And after I read the first issue, went on their website, and I subscribed direct from the publisher. The um, It wasn't extremely uh, expensive, but I thought, you know, I want to give these guys every penny. No no cut for the, the diamond or the lunar or whatever. No no cut for the comic. I just want to give them all my money because I think this series is exemplary. It's amazing. There's very little, if anything, like this book out on the stands right now. So we talked about the first issue way back when. I should have got the number for you, but I didn't. I think it was when um, Ryan Stegman was on. I talked about it. But it's called The Sickness from Uncivilized Books, of which this is the second yes, issue. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Arts by Jenna Cha. Story and script is by Jenna Cha and Lonnie Nadler. And the letters are by Hassan Atzman Elhaw again. He's a Jordi Belair of lettering. Seems to get a lot of work. He does, yeah. Yep. But, I mean, it picks up right after the events of the first issue. If you want to hear the backstory, go listen to the Stegman episode. Or um, the, the narrative ping-pongs from 1945 and 1955. Um, it, in in forty five, the we just dropped the bomb on uh, Japan, Hiroshima, Nagasaki... And uh, the cover is amazing because it it um, shows a theater marquee. Shirley Temple plays into the narrative. Uh, Curly Top, the 10th anniversary of Curly Top, is is being shown in this local theater. And so you see the theater marquee and and teens eating ice cream, walking by, and in the background there's a mushroom cloud. It's a really effective cover that um, kind of typifies really what the book is about. It, it, it's about the uh, the unpleasantness lurking behind the the facade of the the waking world. It's it's really, really well done. But it, it, like I said, it bounces back between 45 and 55. In, in, in 45, remember I talked about Daniel, the young man who's prone to these horrific hallucinations, like... D- can't pinpoint when they're when or how they're going to happen, but he seems to be racked by these these terrible terrible visions where reality just starts to melt and drip and ooze, and he sees his food like he, his mother served uh, you know a special meal, and they're sitting there at the dinner table and. Um, it, it, his his uh, mother and stepfather are there, and they're you know they're going on, and his food starts to turn into creatures and and with with 
they're eating meatballs and there's there's these tendrils and spiny bits emerging from the the meatballs and and crystalline structures coming out of this 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 egg thing that his mother made uh it's just it's horrific but the, the 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 point is the mother's like come on eat you know start eating i made this you can eat it like it was a time 1945 where you didn't leave anything on the plate the 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 great depression the effects of the great depression are still lingering at this point and so like nothing is wasted and this kid is just gagging himself trying to eat this stuff and then his mother's neck extends and her head is too heavy for this this very pliable neck and her, her head just plops into the dish and she's talking to him and her head's in, the, head's in the dish and then dad's head snaps back and falls off his body and this poor kid he just has these these really monstrous hallucinations and because of that he doesn't have many friends right he, he's got one really good friend named Olson and the the two of them you know they're just looking f well Olson more than Daniel they're just looking for pussy that's it and, and that it motivates their young lives i mean as did it, it did with many of us right this is not uncommon but the problem is that Daniel has a reputation of being a you know a freak a weirdo uh, you know no one knows when he's going to wig out so no one wants to be in his company except for Olsen and, and they go to the theater and Olsen's trying to mack on this girl and everybody in the theater just turns into these horrific dripping undulating oozing creatures and the screen erupts with this skull-faced woman it, it, it I, I really can't do it justice you, you have to see it that's the one thing about Cha's work she manages to capture not only explicit horror but but the 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 hidden implicit stuff that that's hard to come by that you really can't delineate with a line she conjures that up magically with with, with the way um with the approach i mean it's just it's just really unsettling and it's supposed to be but um a lot of <laughs> It, it's the 45 scenario is is it showcases um, racism masquerading as nationalism because after they dropped the bomb, the these teens are like, yeah, we really showed them Japs, you know. I'm just reiterating what's in the book, and and so it's just like, yeah, who are we gonna drop it on next? Like America's got the bomb, you know that kind of mindset, but it's mirrored in the the 55 narrative because in 55 it, we saw in the first issue it was a horrific horrible horrible uh massacre um this this goodson woman just went on a killing spree and uh george who is black um is not buying his superior's assessment of the massacre um he thinks it might have been a bunch of stuff he's he he's thinking maybe rabies or typhoid or rheumatic fever or even syphilis but he's 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 leaning towards schizophrenia and so he spends a lot of a good deal of time researching the condition and the current treatment which includes the process of lobotomy it was accepted as a form of treatment in 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 during this time 
So um, we we get a detailed account of somebody with schizophrenia, and it it kind of mirrors Daniel's um, events. But um, he he goes to his his superior, Doctor Sewell, and he's like, you know, I'm I'm just not. I don't think that it's just hysteria. I don't think that's what this woman had to to make her do what she did. And Doctor Sewell, he's a real he's a real peach. He uh, he's white, and he blatantly implies that that uh, George is manipulating the fact that quote his people are getting all riled up currently, you know, and he's using that fact as a, as a lever to kind of lift his agenda. It's, it's, it's a very harrowing scene and, and it, it's not going to sit well with you, but it was designed not to sit well with you. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I think we're supposed to, um, walk away from this thinking, man, this guy's a racist prick and he's trying to keep George, you know, under his thumb. But, uh, that, that's, that's basically it. And, and it's, it's a $6 book, but it's worth every damn penny. And yes, Shirley Temple does factor into it, uh, by the end of the book. I, I recommend this book wholeheartedly to anyone. It's going to factor in on my Klosker's for horror. There's no way it can't. I, I, like I said, I don't think there's anything on the stands right now that is doing what this book is doing. The 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 lows are very very deep, and there's not a whole lot of highs. But um, there's neat manipulation of of dialogue balloons. Sometimes they're behind. Um, we're looking in on Daniel and his family eating from outside, and the dialogue balloons are semi obscured by the window pane. Like that's great. That's wonderful. I, it's such an easy thing to do, but. A lot of people don't even think of doing it because it, you know, it's one of those things. Well, if I could have come up with that, I'd be rich. And uh, why didn't you know? Seem so easy. This is one of those things. It, it, it's, it's so simple, but not a lot of people take that chance. And there are other um, manipulations of dialogue balloons and sound effects and and stuff. But it's, it's a black and white book, excruciatingly detailed, very, very uh, fine line work. Um, it, it, it is. Um, I don't want to say Stephen King because, of course, that's what one would go to uh, in, in in stuff like this. But um, the, the the presence of the master walks through these panels. Let's just say that. But I think it's great. It is phenomenal. What's that? Say the name again. The sickness. Okay. From yeah, um, uncivilized books. Yeah. I guess the yeah, yeah. the first issue. Um, went through multiple printings, and the uh, first printing goes for eh, a decent amount of money, because I'm guessing the first printing wasn't all that high to begin with. But I don't really care. Get a first printing, get a third printing. Who cares? Just get it and read it. Be just go to Uncivilized Books and subscribe. There was a little bit of a snafu with getting. They, they switched to some new kind of of fulfillment service. And um, they were late getting the books to their 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 distribution center, which made which translated to the people that subscribed getting the books late. But you know what? I really don't care. This is one of those books that is so worth waiting for. I don't care if it took another month because I know that when it came, I w it would be extremely fulfilling as it was. 
So, The Sickness, Uncivilized Books. It is phenomenal. Yep. Nice. I don't yes. think David would like it. <laughs> it's okay, though. It's okay. I like all my I, friends like things. Yeah, I, I, we don't I, all have to read the same the same right, stuff. Right, no, it's, and it's, I just, it's it's extremely well done. I, I, I checked it out on the site when, when you talked about the first issue, and, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not my cup. Your heart is too still, big. Yeah, I guess. But it, it it's. I, I mean, a dog gets killed in the first issue. I know. So monsters st- stay away. But you know, I mean, <laughs> listen. I, I I read the second issue of Transformers, and you know, Optimus is going around killing wildlife. So you know, he yeah. did. He didn't mean it. I know he didn't. He's it's Optimus. Fun. Forgetting that came out. I forgot to get bro. the second Transformers and the uh, GI Joe three hundred one. Forgot to get that, and I forgot to get Jason Aaron's uh, Batman today. Oh, was it Out of This World or something like that? Off World? Yeah, I read it. How yeah. was it? It looks, it looks good. I think it looks phenomenal. Yeah, it looks okay. great. It looks great, but okay, it's just another Batman story. Right. That's the, but he's in space. He's, he's off planet. He's I know. science fiction. I know. But Monkey's Monkey so great that, I, and so is Jason Aaron. But yeah. I'm I'm just not in the right mindset for Batman. For Batman, no, I get, yeah, I you're, gonna, you're gonna come back around on this one someday. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Uh, did you guys read Wonder Woman today? I did actually. Tom King, dude. Yeah, man. I liked I liked the second issue. I think a little bit more than the first, but I I really really liked the third issue. Yeah, this what's who's this guy? The King of Lies, the Prince of Lies. Oh yeah, this 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 freaking this guy who speaks in the we and uh, and I this 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 old General Immortus looking motherfucker. Yeah, Harlan Crow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like this guy. I like the the whole story. It's dark, you know. It's getting dark. It all it also seems like right on the right on the surface the politics of it. Yes. Also, yeah, because. It's so interesting for a Wonder Woman story to just be like, yeah, the fucking, this is what the a certain subsect of the reviewers are just saying about it, no matter what, if they read it or not. Let's talk about it, you know? Yeah, and just just a bunch of the he man women's haters club members going around. <laughs> just I, I now don't disparage I, the little rascals. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I mean, well, look, if you're a little rascals fan, Vince, I got good news for you about this issue too. <laughs> this uh, I. Sam Perry, the way he draws Diana is, yeah. I it's 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 stunning. I mean, he's he's a fantastic artist. I enjoyed him on on uh, when he was working with uh, PKJ on um, on action, uh, action. Or, or Superman. But he was it was, but it was he was solid on that. But he's really shining here. Um, and just the conversations that that Diana is having, um, the, the the fact that Steel just goes. Like from zero to a hundred in a nanosecond when he's just when when she's just talking to him, yeah, and he's flipping. I have an army, and he just keeps getting louder and louder. And it's like, do it, and and he, you just obviously know the fact that, and and with the old man talking to the soldier, yeah, about how, oh well, you know, but she she embarrassed you, she humiliated you and your boys and your friends. I mean, you know, this is a woman, and she did this to you, all I these men, the and I'm like, what? He's, uh, he's so like, she's a superhero. I mean, it's, a superhero. It was, it's like she's Wonder Woman, man. She saved so many people. It was just we dusted ourselves off. We survived. It's yeah. fine. 
which is how you a normal person would you know react to the situation after thinking yeah. about it co- coherently but it everything is just all about this this manipulation and 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 just tugging at the strings of, of the feeble-minded it's it's insane and and it, it, it just it's hitting all the right points and of course it's someone like tom who has to write this and i think right now it's i think it's coming out at the at, at kind of the right time because it's it, we're we're ramping up for the elections for next year like if this was happening during a certain administration it might just be more noise but i i think right now because of i i i think it's i i think it's dropping at at the right time i could be wrong but i i it just if if i read this three or four years ago i probably wouldn't be reading it just because i'm trying to avoid this nonsense on a daily basis but i'm i'm, I'm in an okay place right now where i can tolerate it on the page because of how it's presented and and i know who he being Tom is is pointing fingers at with certain characters here. Look, enjoy these next, uh, you know, <laughs> these next few quiet months. <laughs> uh, I love the backup story. Oh, oh it was so uh, good, Vince. Here's what happens in this backup story: It's the Super Sons, uh, but it happens a few years from now. Uh, so uh, John Kent is even a little bit older than he is in his series, I believe. Yeah, a few years from now, it says. Uh, but they're all still kids. And then, David, you got to help me out with my DC. Is this little baby Wonder Girl, uh, does she exist, or is she the one that we find out that the Amazon is pregnant with at the end of the I, That's who I think it might be, because she does seem to, she's she's strong. So, yeah, I, this, is, this is the first time I've seen this little girl. Okay, cool. Um, but it's basically a story where John and Damien are babysitting a little Wonder Girl. So it's called trinity um and then john goes off to save a dam that's collapsing because he's superman and then damien ends up just getting stuck with the kid uh and he's sitting and he doesn't last a minute before he decides like oh fuck it we'll just go on an adventure so he takes her to fight killer croc but she's a little girl like you're talking about uh she's like five years old (laughs) yeah she's a little pigtail girl uh and she says fuck uh (laughs) Her name is Lizzie. <laughs> she goes by Wonder Robin when she's in costume. Yeah, she dresses up in a little Robin costume. What a tutu. <laughs> it's the cutest thing you've ever saw in your whole life, this little kid. It's so fun. What are big eyes? Uh, she fights Killer Croc. <laughs> and that's fun. Uh, and then and then she takes a nap and she says fuck again. I didn't know that she said fuck. I just know that she cursed. Yes. Until at the very end, uh, Damien says shut the fuck up. And the... <laughs> The little haptics are the same as as what she says. That's not that's not what it's called. Store it away. Um, yeah, this uh, this Belen Belen Ortega. I'm completely new to this artist. Really like the art. Some of it reminded me of Matt Wagner in spots, mm. um, especially with especially with Robin, especially with Damien. Um, but uh, yeah, there's. It, it was a really, really fun little backup story, um, and I, I definitely want more of it. And and I've I've said before how um, whether it was uh, um, oh my god, Peter, um, Peter, Peter Tomasi, Tomasi yeah, uh, or uh, or even Tom Taylor, 
But I, T- Tomasi had a great handle on on young John and Damien back when the Super Sons was coming out. But um, and, and he, I, I, then I, he I fucked him over for I, Bendis. I, I know, I know. But you know, I'm the one who holds a grudge. So you have um, uh, Taylor's done a great job with the two characters as well as they've gotten older. But the conversation, the exchange between Damien and John that Tom King writes is just i mean it's it's chef's kiss level that the, the they're they're a little back and forth here as they're yeah. talking about who's 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 gonna who's actually gonna babysit and i gotta go save this dam and, and and oh my god i just you can't call yourself superman other people have to and it's uh i i he's like you're like this the top sixth robin i just i loved <laughs> everything about this conversation it was it, it, it's a great backup on top of an already great issue yeah Vince Robin teaches this little girl, <laughs> Wonder Girl, how to tie her shoes. It's so cute. It's just very cute. Like you get to the end of an issue that's pretty, you know, tense. You know, there, there's a lot of political. There's a lot of you know tension and, and people being dicks to each other. And then there's just you know five, six, seven, eight pages of just the cutest thing you ever saw. Uh, and I think it is going to be ongoing. I think I think I saw that they're going to be doing more of these. So that's great. Yeah, it's part one. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the backup. It looks really great. It is. Yeah. yeah. And I guess I guess a few years from now, um, everybody's going to know that um, Batman and Bruce Wayne are the same person, or at least that they're close. Because why else would you have a a painted portrait of the Trinity hanging up in your den? In Wayne Manor. It's, it's, just, it's just my friends. Yeah, it's just Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's like John F. Kennedy. Maybe everybody just has. <laughs> yeah, it's like the like the Pope. Or yeah, Kennedy, all the or, time. or or like my my mother-in-law with uh, with Malcolm and Martin. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. Or you know, my favorite is when they find people that have the Obi Wan Kenobi hanging up. <laughs> yeah, instead of Jesus, the young Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, that's fucking great. <laughs> but now they're going to do that with uh, instead of Obi Wan, it's going to be um, Ezra Bridger. Oh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> nice. Love it. I like it when my friends read stuff they like. You should. <laughs> they do. It makes for entertaining radio. It's sure. Well, yeah, we're not radio, but I get it. Oh, my God. It's not radio. Our semantics, man. It's HBO. I also hate it when they call it a pod. Hey, new pod. Drew. Oh, I know. Stop. I know, yes. that is, a I pod. Know, just, well, I mean, again, it's it's just it's one more syllable. You can't just spit it out. I get it. Yeah. A lot of these podcasts are not two and a half hours long. You know, They're trying to do them in like 20 minutes or something. Yeah. And if you go back to the archives, I have never, I, I doubt I have ever referred to this thing as a podcast. Ever. What do you call it? Just the show? It is a show. I say show, yeah. yeah it's a show, right. Hmm. Podcast. Just be, whatever. I say podcast when people say, what are you doing tonight? I say, going on my friend's podcast. Because it's easy. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It gets I'm the job I'm recording done. a podcast. Otherwise, if I just tell people I'm doing a show, it's like, oh, really? Going on stage? Oh, so, I never say that. I say we're recording tonight. Never say podcast. Right. Yeah. I will not be uh, bound by the method by which this thing is delivered. Just <laughs> a little peek inside the old... Bonavoglia. Yeah, I got a lot of hang-ups. I do. I, I don't let them fly, but I, I got I got a lot of them. Yeah. Hey, what's uh, what's everybody's Thanksgiving plans? What are you guys doing? Uh, yeah. You hosting or going, Vince? I am going, and it's probably going to be a shit show. 
Yes. What are we on the lookout for? Well, no, it's the first holiday after my mother-in-law died. So, yeah, yeah. it's going to be a riot, Alice. Oh, rooting too. Yeah, forever. people are just going to be dancing on the fucking table. I can't uh, wait. Was your mother-in-law, was she the matriarch? Did she handle Thanksgiving? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, so, so, good times. But, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I kind of love Thanksgiving because there's no running around involved. I mean, I do some cooking mm-hmm. and I help out with the cooking, but you don't have to worry about presents. You don't have to worry about wrapping. You don't have to worry about all the logistics of getting everyone to a certain location. It's just the family just gathers together and we eat. Yeah. Like at the, and then we look at shit we're going to buy. Like, what's, yeah. where's the downturn? There is none. It is a very present holiday. Like you just go someplace, you sit there, you're you're with people. You know, it does it, 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 for somebody that works constantly? It does feel nice just to to sit and be with people and not right. Be, I like, mean, you know, you grab a bottle of wine or something if you're going yeah. to somebody's house just to be nice. But it's you don't have to lug all presents. Yeah, it's 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 a wonderful wonderful break. But I do think they should have it on a Friday. That would be nice. Although yeah. Black Friday. That, that seems like an extension. Yeah. Well, um, well it's, it sucks, it sucks to have a day Friday. off during the week because then you got to go back on Friday. They well, make you work on Black some Friday? Some people. Oh, shit, yeah. i got to work. Sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry. Whoosh. Man. Edit my well, photos, monkey. Yeah. I, I do too, but <laughs> I'm whipping myself. But you're self-employed. That's the. I mean, you're king of the hill. I am king of the hill. Yep. This hill. It's still right here. It's, it's <laughs> what about you, Tony? Oh, I'm going uh, to my buddy Gary's place in Pasadena. Uh, I don't. I'm going to bring wine, like you say, but I don't have to. I asked if they want me to prepare anything or bring anything. I don't have to, so I'm just bringing myself. And we're going to go chill and take it easy. Make Brussels sprouts. Yes. Mash Brussels sprouts. Do that kind where they crush them with that uh, thing. No. Oh no. Like on TikTok. No, just quarter them. Oh, I see. That's well, just, I mean, just, just cut them in half. But or the half, um, yeah. uh, is 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 the, does the pup get to go or no? I I'm wondering about that because they got dogs too. They have actually very old dogs, but we'll we'll have to see. Maybe I can bring Baxter and let him run around out back or yeah, whatever. Because it's gonna be a few hours. You don't want to be alone all the time. <laughs> Crate it up, poor little guy. Uh, no, we're not. Um, we're we're. Uh, it's just gonna be the two of us. Um, I thought about um, doing the whole lasagna from scratch, but I'm gonna save that for the weekend. Um, I don't feel like I don't feel like busting out some lasagna sheets tomorrow, so I'll just Dude, make, make a one. ham. No, I bought um, I bought a couple of Cornish hens, and uh, so I'll throw those on the roasting sheet along with the uh, I'll fuck up some potatoes. Um, what does that mean? I'll make potatoes. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Same age. I know. Yes. Well, because no, I'm, I, I put some stank on them. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how. I, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to like you know do some some uh, rough cubes with them and and then or if I want to if I want to do the smashed potatoes where you get the 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 smaller ones and that's when you um you you, you smash them down with the bottom of like a shot glass or something and uh and then and then throw them in the oven or um oh yeah just roast them on the tray with with the birds um 
probably do stuff. And I got some Brussels sprouts. I'll finish those off. Sprouts. And, and so at least we'll have some green. But I tried. I, I didn't get a chance to get to the store to pick up some more sprouts or string beans this evening. Um, but I did swing by Blondery, so I don't have to worry about dessert tomorrow. We'll 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 have the little cake jars that I brought home. And tomorrow morning, though, I have to walk over there, all the way over there, because uh, they actually are. The bakery is open tomorrow for a couple hours, and I put in an order for. Um, I haven't had. I haven't tried her cinnamon rolls yet. So right now they're seasonal because they're instead of cream cheese frosting, she's using um, apple butter. I I don't want that. I want I want the OG. So so she's actually going to just make me two with the cream cheese frosting. I'll swing by and pick them up tomorrow. So I'll have you get a little reach around when you go there too. I try. Jesus. But, uh, I, I I love that. See place. Tony, look what you did. Talk about food. Yep. Are you out of any yep. damn mind? Like what? Right? Yo, listen, God. I'm bummed I'm not going to be at my family's Thanksgiving because my sister Jessica is making Cajun butter turkey off TikTok, and it looks <laughs> It looks so buttery. Well, uh, just to keep it on topic, while you're mm. here, while Tony's here, yes, I don't know if we told you this yet, but we've read the thing that we can't talk about that you sent oh, us. Very nice. I think it's better oh. than the series that preceded it really i like yes. that yes i i don't want to say i think trish leveled up oh, yeah for sure it um, looks it looks can i not say that i could take I, i'll take it out but no we can talk about it, the, it this is a book we're talking clockers we're talking about a book that's going to get announced here in about three weeks so you just have to be uh in the dark for a little bit longer but this will be fun you can have a little bit of mystery Yes, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought, I mean, I love the premise of the first series, but I thought this was a neat spin. Mm, cool. Yes, I, 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 not to let anything unveil anything, but I thought it was wonderfully done. And I, as usual, I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I, uh, I can send you the second issue. What do you like, email? You don't like it when I text it to you, right? If you text it to me, if I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to no, read it. So, so Tony, te text it to me. I'll I'll put it up on our Slack for for oh. Vincent Jason. Yeah, when I get something on my phone, it's like getting nothing. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? I mean, do you have a small phone or something? I don't no, understand. I have a I have a Galaxy. It's a it's but like he's, a, he's got no way to read it. Uh, I don't want to. I exactly little tiny screens don't do justice to this stuff. They just don't. Even um, like I, even my widescreen monitor here that I have, yes, it's I I prefer to read anything digital on this monitor, but it's still I would much rather hold it in my hand. But I can't do that. So in lieu of not having a physical copy, I I okay I will read it on my monitor, as I did the first issue. And I thought it looked phenomenal. Well, thank you. Yeah, this one. Um I mean, we'll talk about. I'm, I'll come back uh, in the middle of December if that's okay with you guys, and we'll, we'll oh really God, is get it into okay. it. Okay, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the first one we did—it's um, the same exact team as the first as Stray Dogs. Um, but uh, the first one we did, Tone drew layouts, which were pretty pretty tight backgrounds with looser characters, and Trish drew the characters and then inked the backgrounds. Um, and this time, since Tone is working digitally now. We just had him do full backgrounds. So the backgrounds are just lush and gorgeous and crazy. That they and, are. They are. 
and then Trish is just again, like you said, she really leveled up. Like her characters are awesome, and yeah, so I'm excited about. It. I'm excited to, for people to get to see what we're talking about here in a couple of weeks. How many issues? Ongoing. Oh, oh shit. dude i swear right, wow so that's what that feels like nice <laughs> well i mean same, same as dark ride maybe we'll do 12 oh <laughs> well no i mean that, no respect you don't, don't want to lose covers. money on it but i mean yeah if, it, if it's overstated it's welcome then you end it yeah um well speaking of that though i don't know if there was a small news brief this week that uh army of darkness is going to go all the way to to 12 issues so that's good cool. For, good for you. I'm enjoying planned, that as well. Thank you. Yeah, I planned it for 12, and it was uh, sort of a question mark or whether or not it was going to be feasible, you know, money-wise. Um, and then after the first one came out, they were like, okay, cool, we'll, we'll do the full thing. So that's exciting. Have you heard from Bruce? Campbell? All I know is that he wishes he was getting paid for his likeness rights for these comics, and so he doesn't oh, shit. I really can't blame him. <laughs> I guess so, but like that's not my fault. I don't. No, I didn't of course not. Sell his likeness rights to whoever MGM. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Get a phone call from uh, Ramy. Hey, <laughs> F- Fleece, this is good stuff. That would be uh, the craziest thing I could have. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> yes. that's gonna happen. <laughs> I know, but it, hey, we could dream, right? It would be nice. Love a Sam Ramy, and as we've discussed before, love a Evil Dead. Uh, the whole, the whole series. Well, I like the fact that you used the mythology and, and twisted it to your own evil ends, which is very good. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm I'm writing uh, issue seven right now, so we're we're way ahead. Good uh, for you. Yeah, it's fun. I'd even pay four ninety nine for that book. Wow. <laughs> well, maybe that's part of the the <laughs> them extending the book. I didn't yeah. read that press release, but can't say that about many titles, but uh, yours, yes. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, we got we got big big stuff coming. Uh, I think I think you'll be excited about where it's headed. Now, when you agree to do a book uh, for a publisher, mm-hmm. do you immediately talk about collected editions and format and and you know <laughs> maybe this will come out in a hardcover or we're going to we're going to do trade paperbacks or because I would love to have a twelve issue hardcover of this. Yeah, me too. I do, but I really have no control over it. Um, Backs are scratching. Dogs got uh, scratch. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something that I always talk about, and I talk about like arcs as uh, as as trades, you know. And then the final thing, I sort of think of it as like a as a hardcover. Like we're still supposed to do a Stray Dogs hardcover at some point, but it, uh, it's the one thing where it's like further away from my control than anything else. Like especially at Image. You know, we have a lot of control over what's in the issues and and what the trades look like and all that stuff. Uh, but hardcovers and formats and reprints and all that stuff—that's all. I think that's all math. And right. you know, we just went to like uh, I thought I got dark rides in the mail because I had an image-shaped comp box, but it was uh, Stray Dogs second printing um, trade paperbacks. So now, Im- image will send you comps. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can choose to get them or not get them, like because I pay for them. Oh, you pay for them. Well, it just comes out of my, you know, right. Yeah. I have a spreadsheet with them and whatever we like. When I go to conventions, I'll have them send me a box of books, and then that just comes off of my total or whatever. Right. So it's not really comps. It's more like yeah. Well, if you think about it that way, I own all the Stray Dogs trade paperbacks, 
and I had them send me <laughs> five of them to my house so that I could see what the, make sure the second printing looked good. But you paid for them. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I paid for them when they were printed. Like, I already own them. Oh, Maybe okay. Just holding on to them for them. They make you pay postage? Uh, I think so. That's yeah. bullshit. That is bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> Come on, Todd. Fucking Kirkman, really? Seriously, Jesus. You know, if you if you get a book, it's hard out here. Bugs, it's, I'm not too worried about my my. No, but that goes. I mean, hey, any every penny counts, right? Yeah. I mean, seriously, especially if they're all about helping the creators. Seriously. And I'm, oh, but uh, yeah, we'll help you guys out. Just make sure you pay for this. This. Oh, this, the this. postage on that was like sixteen fifty. Can you? Uh, <laughs> Can you PayPal me that? Yeah, Holy sure. shit, imagine if it's fucking COD. <laughs> Do you remember COD? That was the <laughs> dumbest fucking thing. Like, who came up with that? I've had a couple of those where they got shipped, where they didn't pay enough shipping, and then they show up at my house and they ask me for $16 or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Same. I think that was the, uh, I got a Kickstarter like that, where the... Oh, my God. Uh, but then I'm just like, how did this get shipped out? How did this happen? You know. And then for then I'm just like, is my mail person just scamming me? Seriously, right? <laughs> <laughs> she sees me. She was like, he went to school in the '90s. He probably doesn't know about COD. Let's just do this. <laughs> try it out. I'm gonna try it. <laughs> Taco Bell's down the street. I meet like a king. Yeah, just get lunch money every day. <laughs> oh my goodness. What else did we read? Oh, hey, Tony, what did you yeah. think about Dutch, number zero? I know you were waiting for that book. Yeah, Dap read it too. Um, I dug it. I mean, it's it's crazy that there's this book and there's Local Man at the same time. Where there are two <laughs> yes. stories about an aging former yes. um, you know, 90s image superhero. And I'm obviously very jealous that these, these people, that Joe Casey and Nathan Fox, just get to use Dutch. You know, rather than like we've had a lot of fun sort of like coming up with uh, analogs and, and sort of like uh, uh, amalgams and stuff, but just being able to use the guy. But I, what's interesting is that they also have had to sort of make an analog for Youngblood because they don't, you know, uh, Liefeld doesn't own Youngblood anymore. And so they have this is uh, Dutch number zero by Joe Casey and Nathan Fox with Francesco Sagala, I think, on colors. And it's uh, it's, it's pretty seamless, right? Because it's it's this is a three issue or a three part story that was published in Image numbers five through seven. Yeah, the anthology. Um, and then they're going to continue it in, in a regular series starting in February. Um, but instead of uh, Nathan Fox, it's going to be art by Simon Gain. Um, but yeah, it's it's a former Image comic superhero, but this is much more of the classic Western, sort of like an old man Dutch. You know, he's he's in his Unforgiven. He's he's fought all his fights, and he wants to go retire to the middle of the desert, um, and just be there, be peaceful there, and sort of forget all the the crazy shit that he's seen. Um, and then somebody comes along and drags him back into it, which is you know, which always works. <laughs> It's, it's, yeah, they do drag him back into it. That's what I said last time. Going um, but yeah, this uh, th- they had to create a fake young blood, basically, and it's called what's it called? That something seven or cyber yeah, something squad seven. He was cyber tech, and yeah, it was. Uh, what was it uh, blood squad seven? Blood squad seven. Yeah, I'm glad they <laughs> called it that. <laughs> 
But, I mean, everybody knows what they're talking about. Well, and all the characters are extreme characters that just didn't end up getting sold, where, you know, like, it's Exit from New Men, who was owned by uh, Jeff Matsuda and Eric Stevenson, not by Rob Liefeld, and then it's, like, backup characters from Brigade. Um, like, you've seen all these characters in in those first-year Image Comics, the same, you know, same place Dutch came from. Well, I, I bet Dutch was probably second year. I don't know when Team Youngblood number one was. Um, but yeah, this is a cool story, and Nathan Fox, you know, kills it on the artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of waiting for when I got to the end, um, and the house blew up. I was kind of waiting for, are they going to have some the the same way that you're you're playing on nostalgia a little bit with Dutch? Like, I wanted there to be a big villain that you're just like, oh fuck, it's you know, overt kill or you know. <laughs> One of these other guys where you immediately see him and just go like, oh, shit, it's him, you know, uh, but they're not there yet. I, I imagine they'll, they'll head somewhere close to that direction in the in the regular series in Dutch number one. I really appreciate that uh, it's we're, we're we're playing with real time where, you know, he's like he's been out of the game for 30 years. And it's like, yeah, yeah kind of it, it, that's that's pretty much I I really do. I mean, it's 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 kind of it's interesting to like live where you were there when originally it happened and enough time has passed now where, you know, you can kind of nostalgia can come back to it and, and, and it's the same amount of time. It, it's like, cause when I'm younger, I'm thinking, you know, well, no one's going to read this again and, or, or no one's going to remember what happened 30 years ago. And, and or if it's like some random Spidey or, or Hulk comic, but I mean, here you, we were here when these characters were introduced, reading these issues off the stand when they were coming out, and and now, thirty years later, here's just another little random Dutch story, and it's 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 tugging at all the heartstrings. What I think is cool about it too is the way that Nathan Fox's art style is definitely modern, um, and then the way that when you see like Dutch's rabbit ears headset thing, or you see like these giant guns that he punches his fists into like boxing gloves almost um and you just see those sort of like hanging up and you get that like oh we're gonna get to see those things in action again you know we're gonna this is gonna be a big deal when he straps on those rabbit ears which is so funny because i mean they were rad looking when chap yap drew them in the 90s (laughs) totally agree but like the idea of like making it all like in this whole issue old man Dutch doesn't strap those things on, you know? So it, it's definitely keeping you in suspense. Like, I can't wait till he slaps on those goddamn rabbit ears, you know? Well, this is, I think this is just an extension of the stuff that I believe was Joe Casey did with, like, Glory and uh, Brandon Peterson did with Profit. You know, right. they, they, they um, I don't want to say update, but they continue these. Well, yeah. with Profit, it was definitely an update. Uh, it was Joe Keating and Sophie Campbell with Sophie Campbell, Campbell. right? Yeah. And, and it was uh, Brandon Graham with Profit and a, and a and a host of others. And I think maybe Simon Game was one of those guys, possibly. Man, I got I got nothing but love for Dutch and the and the whole Youngblood thing. And I I I'm totally in the dark on the the Liefeld sale thing. Like, to whom did he sell these and and when? I, I'm not sure what the like how it went down either necessarily but i do think it was like they were sort of leveraged like uh he had used them as leverage in order to fund like one of these publishing whether it was awesome or 
uh, arcade, oh, one of these no, things. Oh, really? And, and then just did like, you know, it was a matter of just having to make payments to, to get them back. And he just didn't, I don't know if he, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I know that now this other lunatic ended up with them. And it's somebody that for a while it was, they were making noise like they were going to, uh, you know, make new young, young blood comics. And I can't imagine uh, somebody I'd want mad at me less than I'd want Rob Liefeld mad at me. That guy is right. vengeful. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't. I actually don't want new Young Blood comics. I would like to have archive editions of the old stuff. Yeah. yeah. In chronological order as they came out. Team Young Blood yeah. number one was ninety three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's year two. I mean, yeah, you can get the stuff for you know a buck. Yeah, uh, per issue, but still, just to have a, a a nice thick ass volume, you could just you know grab any time and, and read them. Again, uh, there's a huge chamber of my heart that's reserved for Liefeld stuff. Yeah, and then and, and it's weird because I went through a, a period of transition when I loved it when it was coming out, and then I that bought I bought into the comics journal derision yeah. and and it's like oh that stuff is crap but then as i aged i looked at it with with you know more experienced more weathered eyes and i saw like it's just pure joy on the page yeah it's excitement it's energy it's big it's I, and and i don't care anybody want to take issue with it whatever liefeld is definitely the kirby of the image guys like he was just cranking out new characters like crazy, and yes, they were. A lot of them were carbon copies, but he had that that energy that Jack had, that enthusiasm. Just like, what if? Let's do this, and just well, make- yeah, and it was it, it was about synthesizing the same way that Kirby did, you know, where he would just be like, all right, let's take this from Planet of the Apes and take this from you know Star Wars and what like. Liefeld was doing that same stuff, like like with Dutch, like like with that headset, you know. Yeah. Like just like the, he didn't invent that sort of tech, but all one when he got that bug, all of a sudden his shit started to go crazy, you know. Like when mm-hmm. he saw that uh, apple seed stuff, it, all of a, and all of a sudden you know, Shaft has got these big hydraulic boots on, you know. Yep. Yeah. He, and how it, many feral characters up. were there? There was like. Like what? I think there was uh, scores of wild child clones and like saber tooth clones and so so what? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, fun. Terrible. And these yeah. days, if I ever got a a book that had you know two or three double page spreads in a row, I'd be like, oh geez, man, they're milking it. But back then, it was like, yeah, god, god damn, this is awesome. These guys are huge. Look at it, like. It was a different time, and again, uh, you know, the Wayback Machine, the tank, uh, rarely stays full. So, uh, what's crazy is he said, I heard him say, I don't know if it was on his podcast or somewhere, but he said, like, I had done Youngblood, and I could really, that, like, I, I was stretching and, and just, like, doing the image thing where I had the freedom to do whatever I want, and I wanted to do a, a book that was all splash pages, so I did Youngblood Strike File. Yeah. And I, have read that book a thousand times and I, it never occurred to me that they were all splash pages just because there were so many splash pages back then that it was just like what's the difference you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> if we're talking about five splash pages an issue or ten you know uh but you know now then that made me want to go back and look at it again 
and and take it in as a as an all splash page artifact. Yeah, I cherish those stamps books. I really do. I do too. I yeah. I agree. I would love for there to be like a, a nice collection of them. I have uh, the Alan Moore Supreme bound, and I have the second Young Blood um, volume uh, set up and ready to get bound whenever I get around to sending stuff off to the to the binder place again because I love that Roger Cruz run. Yeah, brother. Some uh, of those Alan Moore Supremes, if you can find them, go for really good money. Expensive. Well, I've I've pierced mine with thread and put them into a hardcover. So well, that's okay. I mean, you, it wasn't the goal wasn't to turn them around. It was to keep them. Yeah. So you can keep reading them. Yeah. I don't have that whole run. I wish I did. Oh, it's so good. I, mm. It's also good. Yeah. This is true. But they yeah, definitely but yeah. learned something from the Star Trek dry dock sequence in the in the first motion picture because there are in 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 Liefeld's books um alone there was a fascination with technology yeah like like oh here's my new gun it's a mark whatever blah 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 and you see this massive gun and the mo- the majority of the double plate splash is taken up by the gun <laughs> it's like yeah awesome i this is heaven <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? Again, to just not to 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 kick that dead horse, but Kirby's anatomy wasn't sound. Let's just say Jack Jack would would um, trim and and you know mold anatomy as he saw fit to get the the the, the energy or the effect that yeah. he was looking for. Liefeld's the same way, so he can't draw feet. <laughs> Yes, and he can also draw feet. That's he can. Be- that's that's what I'm yeah. saying. But but you know he was the whipping boy. Like, yeah. of course the Captain America, you know profile was egregious. It was dumb and it was bad. But <laughs> you see how much it sold for? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupid. But I mean, Mate. he just took liberties with anatomy, just like Jack did. You know, I'm not. I'm definitely not putting those two in the same category. But. I, I he's a wackadoodle, but I I got a lot of love for Rob. Yeah, same. Yeah, obviously same. Knew it. Yes. Right. Right. Oh, yeah, Death Zero rules. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited that there's uh, another <laughs> that there's a local man, and then there's also this one, the fucking real local man that just exists with the real goddamn characters. That's great. This is great. <laughs> I'm glad they made this. Very good, good, very good comic book. Well, um, I, I'll be totally honest. You, you know, I love you, but I think Local Man was better than Dutch Zero. Oh. I love, I like Dutch Zero. I thought the art was great, but yeah. and yes, it's only the first step in 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 the journey we're about to take. But I I like what you did with Local Man more. Well, it is a it is a way different direction we went with it. Like they, he's basically doing an Unforgiven, you know, which is cool, and it works every time I see it. I love it. Um, but we are doing something more about like the actual town and the 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 culture and you know that type of stuff, and just sort of using the superhero stuff as almost like a like window dressing sometimes. So it is it is a, a definitely a different book, but they're do like we on Local Man Gold we did the um Team Youngblood credits page and they did the same thing on this. But on theirs you can tell they just scanned it right out of Team Youngblood because <laughs> you can see like the little scanner marks. Uh, 
we we recreated it a thousand percent. Uh, but it is funny just to to be like a Dante's Peak in volcano situation where there uh, where there's somebody that had had the same idea at the same time that that people are ready to celebrate this type of stuff. You you you're you're in constant contact with Tim, right? Tim Seeley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we text. Just between me and you, mm-hmm. I love what Tim does. That book he's got out now, The Forge of Destiny, The Masters of the Universe. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, not for you. I don't want a talky Masters of the Universe book. <laughs> there are dialogues that go for pages, and Listen. I'm like, I'm like Tim, what are you doing, my dude? Just Let's just see He Man thrown down with with Beast Man. <laughs> like, just give me, give me, give me a fight, and it's just all this talking. And I'm like, my goodness, I still buy it. I still loved him, but I mean, it's like it's 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 rough getting through an issue. <laughs> my man loves to write some dialogue. There are times too where I'll like he'll have written a bunch of stuff, and then I'll want to get some stuff in there too, so I'll be making it worse. Uh, but oftentimes, uh, I because I letter the, our, our book, um, I I sort of have this uh, with all of my creator own stuff. I like to be as close as the last person to touch it as possible, just because I that way I can get the the final say. And so right. um, I'll do my best to sort of like trim that sort of stuff down. When when him and I both get into some place and, and throw too many words in, I'll I'll go take a pass and cut some of them out again. Right. So yeah, yeah it is. It, it it can get away from you. You'll you'll have so much stuff that you want to put in one of these things, and there's so much room. You know, you have so many panels on a page, and all of a sudden it just looks like a a page out of the dictionary. Yeah, and I think the fact that he absolutely adores Masters of the Universe got a lot to say. Yeah, sometimes doesn't work in his favor. I get it, and I, and I and I and I love the love behind it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, he is, has a pretty amazing recall for those characters. I colored uh, the cover of might be the one that just came out. He he drew a cover and I colored it for him. Issue um, three, I think. Yeah, and and he was just like, now these guys, they were only in the toys, and they, yeah, isn't like, that nuts? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no one should know that. <laughs> why, why do you know that, uh, Dap? I'm gonna I'm gonna be Wesley and whet your whistle. Wet your whistle. I know you didn't read it yet, so I'm not going to spoil it. I would hope not. But I've read the Rick and Morty manga. I know. It's been on your list for two weeks. And yes, and I, I've been... I cannot wait for my fucking box to get here. But <laughs> it's okay. so stupid. It is... <laughs> it's called Rick and Morty Manga Volume 1, Getting the Robot, Morty. And do you know what it is? You probably is it- don't. It, it again form follows function it's a manga version right. of rick and morty it was mm-hmm. uh written by Alyssa m salah with art by jay odin and crank did the letters he's a, he's another one but the, he's all over the place so you're thinking manga how do you translate rick and morty to manga like what's the angle what's the pitch what are you doing here <laughs> it's a it's a pastiche on Attack on Titan. And the Giants are all naked Jerry's. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> and they call them Giants with a J. <laughs> oh, my God. So, the, 
Rick and v- does this giant mech, mecha bee, and he takes great joy in outfitting this this giant mech with new weapons. And Morty, of course, is the pilot of the mech. And when Morty gets pissed off, it triggers something in the mech, and he absolutely destroys these Jerry's. He's there are there are pages where he eviscerates his own father. It's so weird. But just the fact that there's giant naked Jerry's running around. Some of them are fat. Some of them are real skinny. But they're all naked and they're all Jerry. And it's like, I'm reading it and I'm thinking, Dap is going to shit a brick when he reads this. Because it is amazing. It, it, it's not, um, like if you're looking for strict adherence to the template set by the cartoon, that's not this. Right. They take very uh, broad liberties with both Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're manga esque. They they're they're exaggerated and they're you know uh, especially Rick. Uh, but it's 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 a glorious experience. I can't wait till you read it. I, I'm so glad I bought it. it. It's a little pricey. It's like twenty bucks for yeah. 180 or 190 pages. But it's well worth it. I, I'm I giggled like an asshole as I was reading it. Like just the freaking naked Jerry's running around, and they <laughs> they say the weirdest things. Like you got to read it. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely gonna read it. I don't want to spoil it, but are we gonna? We we'll want to ta- talk about it when I. Yeah, yeah. When you read it, we'll talk about it. I don't want to get. I'm not going to get into it at all. But it's. I mean, it, so it takes the conventions of of manga, the giant robots, the mechs, the you know the young young boy pilots. Uh, of course, if you've seen Attack on Titan, you know the whole premise behind that. These giants just keep pummeling, you know, the the the, the humans in this village, and it, it's more of it's along the lines of that. But it does some of the Rick and Morty mythology does weave its way through it. It's it, it's well worth it, even at cover price. I thought it was great. Yeah, I don't know when and if there's going to be another one, but this fucking thing was, yeah, it filled me with with great joy. So is it a full Tankobon? Oh yeah, yeah, it's manga sized. Uh, you know, yeah, it's great. Uh, but uh, it's it's from Oni. So the paper is... Is it just Oni, or it's not like they didn't partner with Viz or anybody like that? No, I'll tell you in a second. Uh, it is just Oni. Just play Joe. Just okay. Play, yeah. And um, I, 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 I thought I, the art was a little bit... Uh, there was a learning curve with the art. Like I, it, it took a little while to get... Because Oni's stable of artists. They, they, they render the characters pretty much... The way they are in the in the show, more or less, like there's 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 you know Tony, there's there's a little bit of a wiggle room, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but this is the very exaggerated versions of of all of our uh, beloved characters. Yeah, you're talking to two Rick and Morty artists right here. As a matter of fact, I know, I know what I'm saying. <laughs> I've got yeah, that big ass cool. double feature right here. Yeah. Oh, you got one of those? Yep. Awesome. Yeah, they put me and Dap's uh, Rick and Morty comic out in a big old hardcover recently. Settle, silly, silly fools. Settle down. <laughs> yeah, I wish but I had that. soon enough. Uh, shh. I know. You I'm can't say anything. anything. I'm not saying anything. I loved it. Yes. 
But uh, so when Dap gets it, we'll talk about it. Maybe Tony, did you, did you get a copy of this? I didn't get a copy. I'm looking at it though on Amazon. It looks neat. Yeah, it's it's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> the Jerry's look hilarious. And Morty freaking swears like a sailor. Like yeah, wow. had enough shit. Man. This this season has been um, it. It's the uh, I mean, Morty's Morty's about had it. And and there are days where there are episodes where he'll he'll you know he'll go with the flow and it's like whatever you know Grandpa's working on his shit and then there are episodes where he's just like I'm tired of this fuck everybody it's like he's 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 a total team man he's just like he's, he's got these mood swings it's it's insane but this season has just been this season's been bananas because they've they've done a lot where it's not all. Um, they're not all done in ones that a lot of, a lot of what they're doing in the episodes this season, they're all like kind of callbacks or just not even Easter eggs, but, but, but they're just reminding the viewers what, what may have happened like two or three seasons ago. And, and just, just like as if normal people having normal conversations, like if we talked about somebody we saw at a convention, like at New York comic con, like in 2018 and, and that just would, cause a whole different type of conversation just it, it it that's that's what they're kind of doing here although last week was um was very similar to a uh to a clip show but a lot of it Ooh. was all new never before seen but there were a couple of uh couple of clips that that were from past cartoons but it's just been it's been it, it it's been an extremely entertaining season this time around <laughs> You know, I have the first season on Blu-ray. You did tell me that. Yeah, it's and Tony knows the the, the story. I, I'm sure. I I just couldn't get into it. Didn't care about it. No, and then all of a sudden, a switch was flipped, and now I can't get enough of it. And it's like you know how my, my hard line against four ninety nine books. I don't include Rick and Morty in that that. Uh, position i will pay five bucks an issue for rick and morty uh, issue 11 came out today i did bt dubs yeah yeah yep that's gonna make a great uh collected edition all 12 issues of that yeah because it's the yeah, whole cool story yeah it's thematically linked all the every every arc played into the the next and the yeah it was just great stuff so there you go uh, just real quick, because it's not my your travels, because um, I just figured, what the hell, I'll give it a shot, because, hey, um, what's what's the worst that can happen, and I not enjoyed this, and I just wasted five minutes of my life, but I don't, I, 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 you know, I appreciate stories that, that'll come out from the big two, where they're not, like, tied down to the whole over arcing events of of the universe not everything is so neatly tied together or they're kind of like or, or, or they'll just do a story based on something that happened years ago back when a, a certain character was 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 dressed in a ridiculous costume so they know oh, what I, pissed I know. me off <laughs> i know what you read about their devil black oh number stop one. no <laughs> so so obviously it's you know <laughs> The, the the credits page just has the typical origin story when Matt Murdock was a kid, lost his sight, blah, blah, blah. 
He is Daredevil. After Matt's red suit was destroyed in battle, Matt donned an armored costume to better protect him in his quest to protect Hell's Kitchen. Daredevil Black Armor, written by DG Chichester. Welcome back. Netho Diaz is your penciler. J.P. Mayer, shout out to Ryan, is your anchor. Andrew Dollhouse on colors. And um, what bothered me about this is that unless you were reading Daredevil at that time when d- d- during Chichester's run and when the armor was around and, and McDaniel was drawing it, you, you know the context. You know what's going on here. But if you don't, if you weren't reading that, if you're newer to Daredevil than something from the past 20 years or, you know, you just saw number one and figured, what the hell, um, you are even keeping it separate than, than what's going on in the current ongoing drawn by Aaron. There's, I just would love for them to say, hey, these events take place during this, like, like read this epic collection to get the full story, or, or just something that would point you in the right direction. They don't even, you've got, you've, you've, you've just got Matt handing the armor over to Melvin, um, the, the, the gladiator, Melvin Potter, of course, is, is, is the guy who makes all the costumes. Uh, he's just this dude in a hoodie drops off the armor saying, you know, make, make, make this better, fix this. And, and, and then there's a double page spread where, you know, Matt's kind of just talking about recent events, fighting Silver Sable and Morbius and Venom. Um, doesn't look bad, though. With, with, uh, no, no, no. Diaz's art is pretty funky. Um, it's, it's fitting for the era, I'll say. Yeah. Um, but he's in his, you know, Jack Batlin alter ego because, because Daredevil and Matt Murdock, they're not around. Um, or at least actually Jack has to do things that Matt can't do. So, so he's, he's playing con man, but, um, we, we just, there's a lot, it's, it's a very talky issue. There's a lot of everything going on in Matt's head and what he's talking about. He swings by Karen Page's window. Uh, he, he watches Electra, who of course is, is donned in white and, and, and has no hair this time. Um, he's watching her from afar. Uh, Sabretooth shows up. There's some yes. human trafficking going on. Um, and, and then here's, you, you see, um, you see this dude talking to a Mr. Fisk, bringing him this car that seems to be all armored and decked out. It's like, it's, it's, it's a ride fit for a King. Um, and, uh, and that's when Daredevil shows up and has a conversation with Fisk. Um, even says something like, you know, um, you could, uh, you're a real man of the people, Wilson, you know, you should run for office. And he's like, oh, Mayor Fisk, I like the sound of that. So not a foreshadowing, but like, you don't, it, it's, it, Kingpin is just walking around like, like a normal schmo. And, and you just like, there's, there's no way anybody's going to, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't need to be spoon fed. I, I'm just thinking about, giving the readers just a little bit of information that they could take and run with it. And, and, and it'll help everybody. It'll, it'll help Marvel probably maybe sell a couple more books because they'll want to find out what the hell this is about. And it'll help the readers understand what's going on without reading the first issue and just going, well, I'm 
I'm done because this is just this makes no sense. I, it, it doesn't. There's nothing here that tells you that this is supposed to be a story from years ago. It's just it, it's as if it's it's another just regular, almost as if it's running concurrently with the current Daredevil story, and and that's not. I'm making a big deal out of, making a bigger deal out of this than it is, but it's just it it little things that are just. It's not even fixable because it's not even a real problem. It's just something you could absolutely avoid by just saying, hey, this story. It, it, it's just like X-Men 89 or anything like that from the cartoons. It's like, you know, it's a specific era that, that, that they're trying to recapture. And they're obviously doing that here, but they're just not doing themselves any favors by by keeping it so so contained. It's almost like, why even bother doing this or, or, or save it for a Marvel fanfare revival and just shove the story in that? I, I, I just... It, it bothers me, and, and also there's the, the the big bad at the end is just kind of weird, and I don't know if Daredevil has ever um, faced Baron Strucker, or if Baron Strucker ever decided to stop by Hell's Kitchen and fuck things up. But it's that's, like why? Yeah. That that that's who this is, and I just I it, it's you know issue number two. It looks like you know Matt's going to Daredevil's going to take on Sabretooth again and Hobgoblin. Um, you know, so it's, 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 it's fine. If you want to revisit the era, then this is definitely for you. But if you have no idea why he'd be wearing black armor or, or where, where it came from or, or why Matt is acting this way, um, good luck. And, and maybe the Marvel app will tell you, I don't know. I just, it, it, it's just, it's silly when I see things like this, these are very easy things to do to, to help everybody with and and they just they're just like no no we're just gonna they're not even trying it's like yeah we we paid chichester for this story we paid the artist's page rate we're gonna put it out and it's like a lost leader i guess i don't know it's yeah, just I, weird i don't mean i'm not intentionally disagreeing with you but i think anyone that would pick up a book called daredevil black costume he wore that costume in a very narrow window Yes. Of of his of his of his history. So yeah. it this book speaks to those that were reading right. the so, book. So those right. so people are going to enjoy that. Immensely. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. I mean, I haven't read it, but what it evokes to me is like if I, if I'm in charge of this book, I would have called it Daredevil Black, just like Daredevil Yellow, mm-hmm. and have it be sort of like a, a nostalgic, you know, rose colored glasses sort of like distillation of that storyline the same way they did with daredevil yellow and then you've got the you leave the door open for like a daredevil red which is sort of like i mean you pick any you know well any part of the daredevil history and do the red story you probably put far more thought into it in that 10 seconds it took you to say that than they did putting this book out there's a page where matt's thinking about his dad who um instead of staying a boxer the 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 gym wants him to uh, uh, be a trainer because it's a steady paycheck and you're not going to get your head beat up. Um, and so while Jack is coaching this young boxer, uh, you see Matt in the background also mimicking dad's moves at the same time. But then you now cut to present day and Matt is basically kind of just shuffling down the sidewalk, shadow boxing, throwing punches. And this dude in a mohawk says, check this out. Check check, check this freak. Thinks he's a one-man UFC. UFC wasn't around when the fucking story. It's just, I just, 
I see things and I just I I, I scream. I, I so wanted to give it a shot. I'm like, listen, it's it's uh, a man with heightened senses, super sensitive to sight to, to sounds and and everything around him, and he's going to wear some some creaky ass clunky armor. That makes the perfect sense. But so I, I I'm trying to give this the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna give it a shot and just see like listen where we're going. And I read this and I was just like, fuck, I'm so disappointed. That's not my new travels because I can't. It, it it can't be. I just, I just, I wanted to like it. I just, it, it, it because it's Chichester. I want to give him a shot. Yeah, well, you gave him a shot. I did. Silly me. <laughs> the black costume is what was it called? Black armor. Yeah. It's just clunky. It's black armor. <sighs> He's got these the shoulder pads and the knee pads, and it's like. They just had a silver circle black. Just call it Daredevil Black. I, I think he made it from the Venetian blinds in Kingpin's, you know, office. <laughs> yeah. But uh, while we're on the subject uh-huh. of Marvel and and distaste uh, with Marvel, mm. I Dapple back me up on this. I, against my better judgment, because I do like the storyline. I do like what this writer did with this character. Read Superior Spider-Man number one. Oh. Yes, yes, so did I. Yeah. And and I just gotta say, Dan Slot, Slot Boys, did you did you get hit in the head and you yeah. forgot everything about Spider Man and Peter Parker, uh, specifically everything you wrote about these characters uh, in the past? Because I, you know, I, I don't care about Spider Boy. I don't give a damn. Um, but the gist of it is. Spider-Man's being attacked by Supernova. And she's, if you read Superior Zero, you know who Supernova is. She's incredibly powerful. And she's blasting the shit out of out of Spider-Man. And, and, you know, Doc Ock's watching the whole time. And she's really tough. She's a formidable foe. And at the towards the end of the issue, Peter's just like, okay, I know how to do this. Spider-Man's going to take a break. And I was, like, I was like, what? Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> That's Peter's solution? He's going to take a break? He can't beat this supernova, so he's just going to hide? He's just going to go away? That is the most un-Peter Parker solution to a problem ever. And I'm thinking, Dan, you okay? Is everything all right? Um... I, I will say that I'm not the biggest Bagley fan in the world. Uh, well, I I was at one point when when Isenove was was uh, you know embellishing over him. I thought he was it was great, but this inker John Dell does Bagley a huge solid because Bagley hasn't looked this good in a long, 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 long time to my eyes. Are you back me up on that, Dap? Yep. Absolutely. I mean, the issue was fun, and it was nice to see Slot doing what Slot does. But if Slot's gonna just start reconfiguring the DNA of characters we've known for for forty, fifty years, then then I'm out. Because mm-hmm. there's no way in hell that Peter Parker would just be like, "Okay, I'm just you know I'm gonna I'm just gonna quit. I'm just gonna take a back seat 
Spider-Man's going to go away, and then hopefully the supernova uh, will get tired of looking for me, and she'll just go away. That That's not the Parker solution, and it bugged me. So, you know, I, I don't want to be that that type of fan that, that picks nits, but when you do something that is so horribly out of character, it just squashes any kind of enjoyment I, I would have in the book. Because this is not Peter Parker. I don't know who this guy is. This is a quitter. Yeah. And then, then even to make matters worse... Ock has these these little spider bots that he, he used to use when when he was uh, Superior Spider Man, and they're they're um, surveilling Peter, and Peter's like, "Whoa, wait a minute! My spider sense is going off like a freaking jackhammer. What's going on? Uh, oh well, it's nothing." And there's a spider bot in the background, like. Well, are, you, years, are you dumb? Goes off, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna ignore it. I'm gonna chalk right. it up to this woman trying to kill me, it and not actually look around. It doesn't make something sense. else may be causing this danger. It makes I, no sense. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. And we got a neat little you know Nate Stockman drawn back up, um, with Mister Negative, who I haven't seen in a minute. And but that just all that did was just also add more spider boy to the story but yeah and i just don't care i don't i don't i have no idea what the character is it's like oh i'm gonna take my mask off and show peter it's like bro and then and Whatever. you're in Times square i just the coolest it's, it's, the, the takeaway from this issue was that otto remembers everything yes. that's cool i mean it's 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 coming in 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 drips and drafts because it wasn't until the bots came back and reconnected that that he realized who that Spider-Man and Peter Parker are the same person. Um, right. But yeah. And, and, and in the, the return, the, the, the one shot leading up to this series, um, he was also slowly remembering things here and there. Like why I had this, why, why I had this little prison made here. What's what, what could be inside? Oh, I'll open it. Oh, look, it's, it's the one, the one associate I had who tried to, she thought she was better to me only because in in Otto's delusion that 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 that's how he treated that interaction. But yeah. I, yeah, I I I had high hopes for the return. Had 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 Spider Boy appeared in that one shot, I probably wouldn't have added the series to my pull list. This would have given me an idea oh, that hell no. No. we probably would have gotten more of them, but. Now that he's here, I, I I might give it another issue or two, but I don't I, I don't know if it, I'll. Um... It's just too many spiders. Yeah. Again, they they've lost track of the the they took their eye off the target. Like Peter is not special anymore. Nope. Because there's so many of these creeps running around. Um. I I I reluctantly tried 2099 Spider Man, loved it, so that's all right. But it was in the future. So it wasn't really an infringement on, you know, the, I don't even like to say Spider-Verse, but, but the Spider-Man mythology. But now that there's just so many of them, it's, it, I, I just, I just can't. It's just too many. Yeah. There, he's not unique anymore. He's just another spider. Oh, okay. So he's the spider. Yeah, whatever. I, yeah. It's it's the same problem DC has with Batman. There's too many Bat characters running around. 
It's, yeah. it, it, it dilutes the the strain. It, it just it, there, there's nothing really unique or special. But like Peter Parker is the template. He should. There, there's if if you know you you gave me editorial control, I would just raise the entire Spider Verse. Just Peter, and then twenty ninety nine, and you got to keep Miles Morales because he's a, a cash cow. That's it. And and I would even get rid of Gwen. It's just too much. You're crazy out of your mind. No, I know. I know I'm out of my mind because they would never do that. Years is those movies, and the and those movies, they're in the middle of them. We don't even know what's going to happen with that part. Sure, I get it. I mean, these things make money, but it, it, it's it, there's there's no um, like the 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 original thrust is not sacred anymore. It's like, hey, oh, yeah. guess we're, what? We're, Far, far from the source at this point, right? Sure. I mean, even Slot, who who was sort of like the keeper of the the spirit of Spider Man, he's been writing it for like twenty years now, right? Like yes. Plus, yeah. So I, I do feel like that they're they're trying to figure out what the you know like what Spider Man looks like going forward, what the new the new stuff is. But I don't feel like there's a I don't feel like they have a, a take no. Yet. I don't think they they do either. But I I love the fact that take swings. You know, you're sounding a little Neesman-y with this Spider Boy slander. Maybe maybe that's okay. That's all right. I'm old and crotchety. I, I <laughs> that's there's, true. There's not there's nothing that attracts me at all to Spider Boy. I really I don't care at all. <laughs> it's it's not it's it's not a novel twist. It's just another character in a spider suit. That's young. Wow, that's great. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, let's see geriatric Spider-Man. Like, what about that? Whatever. Hopefully, by the time I get to geriatric, there will be a geriatric Spider-Man for me to read. And then I'm sure like, there will. I'm sure, but I think it's really. Write it. It's just like his little web shooter just dribbles after he's. After he's well, we already got yeah. Spider-Man Rain. Oh, nice, Peter's peepee. <laughs> yeah, Peter's Peter. It, it, it's it's cool that Otto is at the the nexus of this, and because I think. Aside from Norman, Otto is the the arch enemy. Yeah, and if if even if you didn't think that, Slot made you a believer. Exactly. Yeah. With, with, exactly. with over but those hundred issues, it was insane. But the the he was the the portrayal of Otto was so nuanced. It it was it was yes, even this total megalomaniac scumbag can have feelings. And and sometimes do the right thing. Yes, it was more or less done to to continue the charade, but he he did the right thing on a number of occasions, and he enjoyed it. But yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just it, it takes things that are special and it just just smashes them. I'm not a fan of that. But I know I mean, there's just. A- there's like a time limit on how long something's going to work for you too, right? True. You know, like how long somebody can keep doing a thing and how long it's going to work. And, you know, I'm sure there will be Spider-Man stories that work for you again at some point, but I'm hoping it it does seem like there has to be, you know, at a certain point you've read so many different combinations of Spider-Man stories. that It's just like, what's going to, you know, what's going to turn your crank. I was looking at my, uh, my CLZ, as I was inputting books, and I have over six hundred issues of Amazing Spider-Man. Great, mm-hmm. like that's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. And and 
it's it's one of those books. Like if 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 I fell on hard times and I had to start selling books, Amazing and Fantastic Four would be the two series that would last. The I would never, and unless I you know had nothing to eat, <laughs> didn't have a, a roof over my head, I would never get rid of Amazing or Fantastic Four. Those books are just so beloved to me. Yeah, I grew up with Peter Parker. You know, he was my dude. What do you think about this Hickman Ultimate Spider-Man where he's a dad? Nope. No. <laughs> no. We already got the Parkers Renew Your Vows, yeah. whatever the hell that was. That, 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 this is silly. And we even got I M2. Saw, I saw the preview pages for it, and I'm like, and, and I love I love Chichetto. Mar- Marco, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Marco. But I I, I was looking through the, the preview pages and then in the email that, that Marvel sent this afternoon and the little, little trailer, which is just the moving images. But I... I'm like I, I see Ultimate Universe or Ultimate Spider-Man, and I'm like, okay, well, Peter died, so is this? I don't know, but all it is, it's like according to the the press release, I, I guess this Ultimate line is just, well, not that it never was, but it's like reimaged or or reimagined versions of of your favorite heroes, and it's like how exactly. how is me seeing Peter Parker? Married to MJ of all people, and with kids of all people, the version of Spider-Man that I've been I've been hankering for. But it did work in the M2 line with what with with May, yes, with, with May. Spider-Girl. yeah, absolutely. That that, that line that series that was, just, was great. That was just May, and that was the Avengers next, and that was cool. The A2, whatever the hell it was called, I, I dug that a lot. But I don't, I, I, I don't, I just, I feel like with Spider-Man, you guys are a lot more. Uh, you take it a lot more personally. You're oh, more brutal! First yeah, Spider-Man yeah. and Superman. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because I'm like, well, Hickman's good. I'll, I'll give it a look. But my my take on it is just like I've never. I mean, I guess that Fantastic Four had a lot of family and heart in it. But like, when you tell me Hickman, and then you say it's a book about him being a dad, I'm just like, oh. I mean, I guess Hickman's probably a dad. So maybe he's got something to say about that. But I don't think like heartwarming superhero stories when I think Hickman. So. No. No. Be interesting to see if that's something he's been. Holding I, I'm back. sure it'll do as well as God's. And it looks like Peter's like still working at the Daily Bugle or something, like because all the all the all the images I saw were were Jonah yelling at him. So I'm like, why isn't he a teacher? Why isn't he? I would love to be uh, the ghost of Comics Future and come to Hickman in a dream and take him through, just like um, you know the, the 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 classic story. Take him through comics. And it's like it's okay to feel things. <laughs> it really is. You can cry and you can, you know, but it just seems like the, the human element is missing from a lot of Hickman stuff. God's was a soulless debacle. Uh, I wonder if Spider-Man's going to be $10 too. Whatever. I won't buy it. I don't know. Nope. I'll buy it. I always buy this shit. I'm not buying it. Whatever. So, yes, this is the old fart uh, section of the show. But he, I mean, I, I don't have any sacred cows. Well, many, but Peter's the closest thing at Marvel that I have to a sacred cow. You just don't mess with him. The character was perfect to begin with, and yeah, but you have to. That's part of storytelling is you have to mess with him. Is it though? In order so you can <laughs> overcome things, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure. You know, put him in in compromising situations. That's great. But to to just go against the blueprint and say. Eh, I'm just gonna take a break. I'm gonna go, go away. Let th- this will die down, and then I'll, I'll just continue with my life. That is not Peter Parker. It's just yeah. dumb, stupid. Yeah. 
but whatever. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you for being here with us once again. We hope you come back next time. In the meantime, go to our sponsor. And who is that? CheapGraphicNovels.com. CheapGraphicNovels.com. Trade paperbacks, omnibus editions, OGNs, manga, everything you want. That's why you're here. It's what you do. You, you buy things. And why should you pay full price for them? Well, you don't have to. All you got to do is go over to CheapGraphicNovels.com. You get things at a drastic massive discount and after you place your first order you'll get an email message reply to the email message saying 11 o'clock comics sent me and max will wave his magic wand and you will get free shipping on your next order what could be more simple right i I, I, I got nothing and the discount code would be more simple if you guys could fucking work that out This, this crazy email scheme that you have running What's he doing? Why doesn't he have just a discount code? Every podcast I listen to, they say it's enter true. eleven when yes. you order. Well, I t- why don't enter you talk eleven o'clock? Why don't you talk to Max about that? I'm talking because- to him right now. He listens to the show. Max, just get a discount code. <laughs> Free shipping. You can set it up. On I Shopify. think that would be that that would be easier to to, to track also. Yes. Than, than, than trying to collect emails going up. Nah, I mean, say, my, yes, my man's got a lot of balls in the air. And oh, he, for sure. He knows what's what. Like, I mean, yeah. He does keep track. He's very no, I'm not, right. I, I am not, I'm not trying to presume. I I don't want to. Just imagine this if you're reading the ad, though, next time and you went, enter Disco at 11 o'clock for free shipping on your first order. How smooth that would sound. Why don't you talk to him about that? I, I'm talking to him right now, Max. Listen, talk to your developer. <laughs> Discount code seems like it's got to be in like HTML 101. Everybody's got it. Factor has it. Don't assume. Uh, t- Tommy John has it. What are what? other podcasts? What are things? you talking about? <laughs> What's the greens that you have when you, you make them in the morning? I, I, I don't know. You act like you don't listen to podcasts. No, not oh, comics podcasts. Yeah. No, I listen to other po- I've been listening to a lot lately, but not comics podcasts. Well, these aren't po- comics podcasts. What's oh. the fucking greens? What I don't know what you're talking about. It's a mix. It has essential nutrients in it. You mix it up. Kale? Well, I'm sure kale's in the mix. It's just like a... It's like a... Oh, you mean... But with greens. Daily Harvest or some shit? I don't yeah. know. What, whatever. CheapGravingNowels.com. And... There you go. <laughs> and... Do us this. I'm so lost. Do us a solid and go to the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. You, what do you get when you become a patron? Well, I'll tell you. You get audio up to like four, five, six hours of bonus audio every month that nobody else hears. It's not on the feed, it's only for the patrons. You get uh, pages every day. You get downloads of vintage fanzines every day you get covers of classic comics every day you can weigh in on the book of the month which is coming up real soon but but the best thing about being a patron is you get access to the dedicated slack channel there's a thread going on now that is borderline uncomfortable for me because everybody is just <laughs> revealing all of these deep inner thoughts. And I'm just like, I can't do that. I be- yeah, for many reasons I can't do that. But I'm trying. But uh, just to, I mean, it's, it's, it's giving me a deeper insight into the family 
That yeah. is the extended eleven o'clock. Uh, what is the what's the theme of this thread? It's personal. It's it's, it's like, just it's it's an AMA thread for everyone in the Slack. You can you're you're asking a question that everybody who wants to answer can answer. Other people can ask questions, but it's it's just a running thread of of people asking and answering questions. Yeah, it's like Ray, do you fold or crumple toilet paper? <laughs> Actually no, he didn't even say toilet paper. He just I know, that's what paper. I was like, what are you talking about? I just crumple things when I throw I love it. Away. I love it. I I joked with him and I said, oh, I thought you were talking about fitted bed sheets because those are fucking impossible to fold. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you Oh, you don't play. fold fitted bed sheets. I there's the there's no way. You can. You do. You do. It's, it's like a triangle fold at first. And it, oh, it's, it no, works no, out. Too much it's, work. It's a piece of cake. Too much it's work. It's real easy once you get a hang of it. But anyway. But it's, it's like taking off your T-shirt. and like it's, it's, So it's, Tony, it's like, what are what's some of your biggest regrets? Uh, yeah. Like, things like that. Like um, How many people have you said, I love you? Right. So like, oh, man. I was like, um... Too real for you. You're, you got a little. Have, you, have you ever touched tips? You know, questions like that. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> Not yet, you didn't. Um, so but yeah, no, it's a lot of it it's a lot of fun. But the, the 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 point being that we're all very good friends on this Slack channel, and you can be a very good friend too. There, there's a, a slight learning curve to the Slack, but once you get your feet wet, everybody welcomes you with open arms. And we just have a just great time every day talking about a whole bunch of stuff, not the least of which is comics. So, yay. In your travels, I am doing this book a great disservice by making it my in your travels. But, c'est la vie. It is uh, another story in the extended universe or the expanded universe for uh, Jodorowsky and Mobius's Inkle. This one is called Kill Wolfhead, written by Brandon Thomas and illustrated by Pete Woods. And I bet you're thinking, Pete Woods? The guy that drew Superman way back when? Yes, that Pete Woods. But... <laughs> My man must be on aesthetic steroids because he has transformed into a mega beast. We did the ankle too, right? Uh, he, that? he did the last chapter in the Meta Baron second cycle. Right. Uh, but Pete, if you're listening... I don't know what you're, what you're eating, or you're exercising, or what kind of meditation you're doing. But whatever you're doing, keep doing it because you, you, your style is absolutely unbelievably gorgeous. Like there are pages in this thing you will stare at. I don't even know how long because they're that gorgeous. You guys, I know David hasn't read the ankle. Uh, have you read the ankle, Tony? Uh, no, I, I I have read it uh, by looking and poring over the artwork, but I have not read the words. Well, Kill is a uh, he's a he's a very crucial part of the original Inkle. But who's Kill Wolfhead? Well, he's he's a, an adventurer. He's a hero. He's an entrepreneur. He's also the world's greatest lover, or I should I say the universe's greatest lover, <laughs> because. Kill has left 
has sired countless children over his uh, lifespan. <laughs> so many children that he's lost track. And in this book, um, someone, I don't want to spoil it, riddles kill with uh, high-powered bullets. Like, just totally decimates him. So he's on life support, and his children come to traipse through his um, psychospace. They enter into his brain. Why? To get the keys. Um, they assume that Kill has amassed a massive fortune over the course of his adventuring, and they want to unlock those keys to get the, uh, the goods. And his daughter... Annabelle leads the charge, but this book is ridiculously inventive. Um, it keeps you on your toes. There, it, it's a mind blower for sure. That uh, again, I don't, I don't want to say too much about it because um, there's a lot to spoil. But put it this way: he has a daughter named Frey who is lured into a situation where her car enters a haunted avenue where if you die in a in a car crash on this avenue during a very very specific and very limited period of time you will be instantly you'll instantly come back as a ghost someone manipulates her into dying during said time and she comes back as a ghost she goes through the majority of the book as a spirit um he uh kill is so adept at at the the art of love that he even got a robot pregnant figure mm. that figure that out uh he has a robot son named lucius all of his children want to kill him because he abandoned their mothers and and them and so they all got a grudge against kill and it's just it's a mystery but it's it's uh there are sections of this the story that break the fourth wall there's a lot of instances of a character falling. I won't say much more about that, but but during the falls, there are characters that speak directly to the reader and the author. Like, really? You're showing another character falling? Like, we saw this like 10 pages back. It, so in, in a way, it's there's a there's a Deadpool fourth wall breaking edge to part of the book. It's it's not rampant. It's a, you know, it, like I said, um, it it happens infrequently, but when it happens, it's a whole lot of fun. But Pete Woods's art, oh my God, it is just masterful. The the level of detail is disturbing. Like he'll, in, in those pages I talked about where a character is falling or plummeting, the the depth that he ekes out of his architecture is just ridiculous. Like you'll see passageways spanning two, two buildings and, and characters on them. Then there's another level below that. Then there's another level below that. And you can you can follow all of this architecture all the way down to a central point and it's like dude how long did this page take you to render it's it's ridiculous uh, i mean is it better than dying star uh the book we talked about that uh directly preceded this book 
I don't want to say better because it's not the same animal as Dying Star. It's as good as Dying Star, but it's not the same creature. This is this is a a whodunit. There's comedic um, bits in it. They travel into the belly of a, a a beast where the the environment is hydrochloric acid so they have to wear protective suits it's just like they 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 get shit out by the beast it's crazy um yeah there are reveals in here that'll that'll make you if you're paying attention that'll make you just like whoa i did not see that coming uh kill gets hit in the face by uh a massive dick more than (laughs) more than more than once uh yeah it is it is a they entice him into a situation uh because he's not one to say no to the carnal uh escapades uh, obviously because he has so many children but uh yeah it's 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 alternately you'll find um things that will amuse you greatly in this book you'll find things that will disturb you and borderline break your heart it's it's just a wonderful book so, uh, from Metabaron, not from Metabarons, from Humanoids, Kill Wolfhead by Brandon Thomas and Pete Woods. Run. <laughs> Run out to your local, uh, or online, wherever, and get this. It's twenty four ninety nine. It's the same form factor as Dying Star and Psychoverse and the ones that preceded it. But um, if you're a fan of the Inkle, you need this. If you haven't read the Inkle... You don't have to. This is a completely self-contained book. Everything you need to know, really smart, is included in this book. So I'm guessing if you haven't read The Ankle when you read this, you'll be like, okay, I need to read more of this. So get it. Kill Wolfhead. It's masterful. Nice. Yeah. Um, I guess it's sort of kind of a uh, Josh Lewison aroma. Because I read the third issue of Batman and Robin, which is illustrated by Simone Simone DeMeo. Um, and it's it's a continuation of the story from the first issue where Batman was, was poisoned um, and was attacked by bats. Um, the uh, Batman and Robin are still chasing after the White Rabbit. Uh, but they split up because Robin is actually doing the thinking here. Um, Robin is going to go after um, uh, the White Rabbit because actually Batman still Bruce is still telling Damien, you know, he wants him to go to school and, and Damien's still like, listen, I was made fun of, bullied by jocks, um met the cold principal and the mousy teacher. Uh he figures, you know, listen, I got the full high school experience, but um Damien's just like, listen, until you can give me a good reason I should attend, I'm not going. So he tells uh he tells Batman that Batman should go after Shush, who is a woman who is dressed up like Hush, complete with the whole bandages. Um, so Batman goes after Shush and White Rabbit. Robin is going to track the terrible trio. They'll probably lead Robin to the doctor's lair, the, the doctor who will have the antidote 
that will hopefully cure Batman. Um, so it was really well done. A lot of action, a lot of explosions in this issue. Um, beautifully illustrated. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm enjoying Batman and Robin. The, uh, the last page of the third issue, uh, puts Robin in trouble is, or however much trouble Robin could ever be in. Um, but, um, yeah, basically man bats got him yoked up and, uh, and it isn't, isn't too worried about anything that Robin might have up his sleeve, but, um, we'll see where we go from here and hopefully Batman gets cured. I, I I'd hate to think what would happen if he doesn't. And, uh, I just want to keep getting a really nice, good-looking book like this. So, in your travels, if you haven't checked it out yet, by all means, uh, by Williamson and DeMeo, Batman, and Robin. Nice. Love a Josh Williamson. That's my guy. Um, In your travels, I wanted to bring this up uh, earlier when we were talking Dutch and local man. Uh, Local man number eight FOCs on Monday. Uh, and it's the craziest issue of this book that we've ever done. I'm so proud of it. It's fucking cool. But number seven comes out next week. And Vince, this one is for you. Like this is this is uh, specifically a Vince B comic. Um, we really earned our mature rating on this one. So much so that it had to be printed at a whole different printer. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even tell us. They were just like, oh yeah, we had to print that in Canada. That's uh, some vortex shit. Oh, no. <laughs> was, United States of America wouldn't even have us. Uh, so, for those keeping track, you can look at the bottom of the Indicia where it usually says printed in the USA. It says, it says printed in Canada. Um, but yeah, these next two issues are wild, um, and they're sort of uh, they make me uh, really appreciative of of doing comics at Image, and they, they just let you fucking do whatever. And we sure did this time around. Um, you know, before you move on, like, yeah. I, I enjoy having you around, but if I didn't really love the books, you'd be able to hear it in my voice, I think. Mm. Yeah. But for real, I'm, I'm not, I'm no, no BS. Uh, local Man is freaking awesome. <laughs> well, and it's, a, it's like, I know the guy who wrote this. I know both of the guys who wrote this. Yeah, Andrew, this and it's like it's crazy, and I, it, I never thought. Just hear me out. I never thought that name dropping Tony Fleece at the <laughs> local comic shop would get me some cred, but apparently, apparently it does. Because when you texted me today and you're like six o'clock, right? I was at the comic shop, and I was yeah. like, this fucking Tony, like he <laughs> knows when we record, and he's and and. The owner's just like, Tony. I said, Tony Fleece. He goes, oh, yeah, you know Tony. I'm like, yeah, I know Tony. And so it was like, it was a thing that you were at the center of. And I was like, my, I, you know, I'm doing the, the Tim and Eric where my head's exploding. With like, <laughs> Tony Fleece has has gave me some credibility. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't want to use you. In any way, but I'm just saying that your the fallout from what you're doing with Local Man and other books is felt in in these shops. Cool. So that should, yeah. I mean, I you know I love you. That makes my head long, but it should, and and the head of my penis. 
Uh, but for real, I'm very excited for you to read this number seven. Uh, it comes out next week. Uh, it, it is a specifically Vince B issue. Um, nice. And then number eight is, like I said, uh, I'm gonna, you'll hear me hyping up number eight when it gets closer to coming out. FOC is on Monday, but it is fucking crazy. And I'm so excited. Like it was a th- I had an idea to do a weird thing. And then I pitched it to Tim, and he was like, oh, we, and we sort of like got down on it and figured out how to make it work. And then it worked out exactly how I wanted it to work. And it's a thing that only works in print. Um, we, like, we have it set up so that for the comicsology too, but, like, it's so cool in print. I'm so excited about it. So that's Local Man number eight. That's not my In, in Your Travels. Though. My In Your Travels is uh, The Punisher number one by David Pepos and our boy Dave Wachter. Um, I don't know if you talked about it on the show already or not, because like I said, I missed last week. Um, but it's a new guy. It's not Frank Castle. It's a guy that used to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. And this poor guy, his family got killed as well. Uh, and like we were talking about Liefeld, they spent a lot of time in this issue talking about what cool guns do. And Dave gets to like design cool guns. Uh, and they have, and there's like rail guns and different, you know, guns that have bullets and bullets that do different kind of things, all kinds of neat sort of Punisher, almost like those Punisher war, uh, what was it called? Like the, the technical manuals where it was just like a catalog of guns in the nineties. Um, uh, armory. The, um, armory. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and also Dave gets to draw spoilers. Uh, he gets to draw Mr. Hyde in here and he draws a fucking brutal Mr. Hyde. Really cool. Um, and a scene that's almost like that uh, Bernie Kriegstein uh, subway scene, but not, not as good. Sorry, Dave, you're not you're not Kriegstein yet. Uh, but I think he would agree with that. <laughs> I think so too. But you can see it there. You can see the you know the 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 influence. Um, I think. But that's like an unattainable goal. Like even if you 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 honed your craft for X amount of decades. Yeah, you, you probably still wouldn't be Kriegstein. Probably <laughs> no. <laughs> we can try though. I'm going to attempt it. Right. I mean, hey, it, it's 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 something to to Some, something to, to strive for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this thing's great looking, uh, Dave. A great artist uh, who I will work with very soon. Ooh, we know, but they don't know. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> Hell, Dave might not even know. Dave knows. Dave told oh, me that. Dave knows this week? Okay. Yeah. Mr. Wachter told me to go easy on you. Oh, yeah? Yes. The whole thing with the with the reveal, he's like, go easy on, on, on Tony. I'm like, no, I will yeah. never go easy on Tony. <laughs> For real. We can tell the, the listeners what this is about. At New York Comic Con, uh, the boys saw Dave Wachter and they said, what are you working on next? And he said, oh, I'm doing a book with Tony Fleece. And then they texted me and they're like, "Why didn't you tell us?" And it was because I didn't know that he had said yes to it yet. I was just, I was just hoping that he would do it. So that was how I found out. He so was, we were got- giving Tony shit for not telling us. Yeah. And Dave said to you know, lighten Take up, these. lighten up on Tony. <laughs> not in the cards, my friend. Never. <laughs> yeah, the Punisher book is awesome looking. Um, I will pick up the rest of them because uh, I, I, I like a Dave. And I'm excited to see, you know, what he draws this uh, this new Punisher punishing next month. Yeah, he did a really great job on that issue. Yeah, and I like that he draws his own sound effects. Oh yeah, yeah. really. He's he's like a a bespoke, holistic comic artist. It all, <laughs> you know, it all looks like it's made by the same pen. That word makes me laugh. Bespoke. Bespoke. It does. It seems like it shouldn't be a word. 
<laughs> like it's like a made up thing. Yeah. But anyway, all right, everybody. Hey, thanks for being here with us again. We hope you come back next time. Get yourself to a comic book shop, buy some comics, talk about them. Come on our Facebook page or Instagram thing, or better yet, become a patron. Then you can talk com- comics all the time in our dedicated Slack channel. Patrons. Yes, patrons. In the uh, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock hours. In the meantime, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. What are you thankful for? You. Oh. Saw that coming. Jesus. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm thankful for David and Jason yeah. and, and this weekly um, aversion. Uh, not aversion um of a way for me to avoid the Avoidance. crushing boredom of life so yeah i'm Oof, dark yeah dark meat yeah, yeah but uh, no i am thankful for those two and you yeah, very nice david, i know what i know what you? david's thankful for what your wife your wife your wife your wife your your pets the place where you live that's free of water problems. Um, you well, funny you should say that because this morning there kind of wasn't. There was a uh, there was a water main break and 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 most of the downtown was 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 without water for a couple hours. Oh boy! Yeah. I got I got in my shower real quick though. I mean that was I I got the, the the last of the trickles to get the soap off me and then I was on my way to work. I saw that. Like so, you would never go a day without taking a shower. Oh, I go days with that. Uh, days. I go. There, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't go days. But like, I'll um, no. Like on on a uh, if I'm not if I'm not leaving the house or only walking Onyx like on a Sunday. Well, no Sundays because that's uh, no. Yes, there, there there may be a day during the week where um, where I where where my body doesn't see a shower. But if I wake up late, I'm just like fuck it. Yes. If I, no. I don't know. It depends. Man. Depends on how late. But no, I would like to at least you know wash my hands before I go to the office. That would be a nice thing. Tony, you're talking to the guy that takes minimum minimum hour and a half in the shower. I don't mean, no, it's works. not in the shower. No, okay, in the bathroom, Thank minimum you. hour and a half. Quaffed. What? But what are you thankful for? <sighs> I am I'm 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 truly thankful for for um for the friends that I have in my life, including you two knuckleheads, but uh, there's I, I'm just what? Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> no, I, I listen, I'm 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 happy, I'm healthy, the people that are near and dear to me for the most part are happy and healthy. Um I, I I really it's it's weird. I don't I don't think I don't take the day and and list off everything I'm thankful for. I'm 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 thankful pretty much every day for for the good that's in my life and for the good that's in the lives of those I care about. Nice. I am thankful for uh I my aunt passed away last week i had to go to her funeral i'm sorry thank you it's okay um but i was struck by how thankful i am for my family at that thing because i have friends who don't have like a a real extended family that they love and i was at that thing and i just was like this is crazy how 
warm and nice this is. It's like, you know, everybody's been through everything and, every, you know, it, it, it nothing's been perfect the whole time, but it was just such a, uh, a celebration of my Aunt Amy's life, but also just a celebration of the family and the family that she built and the Max are just really snoring. Uh, <laughs> But I really was struck by how thankful I am for my family at that thing. It was very nice. You know, in dark times, you sort of get to see what, what, you know, what you have and what what you're thankful for. And that was, I definitely saw that last week. Oh, nice. Yeah. So there you go. That's what we're thankful for. They always just splayed it all out there. So uh, come back next time. We'll be here waiting with a, 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 a warm beverage and some sandwiches. In the meantime, say goodnight. Did you hear this damn Holland Oat thing? What about them? Well, Oat. Oats? Oat, Oat has a... No, Daryl Hall took out a... a what do you call it? A like, protection... Uh, the the um, a restraining order. A restraining order. Yes, against I don't know why oats? I against oat <laughs> because something about uh, I don't know uh, a legal thing happened and oat did something <laughs> and I was like, what kind of a world do we live in where Hall and oat can't get along? Man, crazy. Who believes what's going on? Seriously, oh, David, it up right now. Good night. No, but I mean, it, you would think like I know that the pairings in the past haven't worked out well. Donnie and Marie, you know the Robinson brothers, but I I, I hold Hall and Oat to a different standard. Oh, I like how you say Oat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's crazy. It's man, nuts. Restraining order. I heard it and I was like, oh man, not Oat. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Oat. Not Oat. <laughs> I've always said Hall and Oat. I've never ever said, it, said his name right. It just sounds better when you say Hall and Oat. The Hall and the Oats. The Bill Hader, uh, the documentary now where they did the Eagles thing, the Blue Jean Blue Jean Connection. No, no, super good. You can buy it on iTunes, but it's on. It was it was originally on IFC. They did that yeah. show documentary now. And they do a two part one where they basically do like the Eagles uh, documentary. This is the band or the football team? Uh, the, the band. Oh. So they do like uh, like you a... You lost um, Mario. They do like a parody of, of band documentaries and where they go through all this stuff and super, super good. It's, uh, Isn't the Eagles' greatest hits the, great, the the biggest selling album of all time? I don't know if it still is. It's got I mean, it's up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know how they keep track of that stuff now. Now that there's not record sales like there used to be, right? You know, like I don't know how it is. I, like the the new Drake album came out, and they said that he tied Michael Jackson for number one. So I was just like, what? How, what? That's crazy. Like I, I like Drake, but I don't. I, yeah, I can't imagine how I'm that not, could happen. I'm not seeing that. No, and I have no loyalty to Michael Jackson at all. But uh, well, they I'm, just count. They count. They got a different count nowadays, or like the. Based on streams and YouTube and TikTok. And yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, this has been nice. Yep. I wonder um, where Hall and Oat rank. <laughs> <laughs> but now I like the Eagles. I, I, I got to give this side eye to anybody who's like, oh, yeah, fuck the Eagles. Sure. They have a lot of good songs. That a Eagles. Of, a lot of well crafted songs. 
That guy has been litigious before. I remember um, when Frank Ocean came out, he had a song on his on his free mixtape that was a, a Hotel California cover. Oh. And, and it was free, so it was just like, well, he's not selling it. You can't really... But that guy was like... Uh, he was like, we're going to put a restraining order against this. Top 10 greatest guitar solos ever. In that song? Hotel California? Shit, yeah. It That's up there. I know what number one is. The greatest guitar solo of all time? Go for it. Second solo in Comfortably Numb. Ooh, all right. Yeah, I will I will fight anybody that, that claims otherwise. You know, uh, my algorithm rhythm loves is that Prince guitar solo in, in When My Heart Gently Weeps. Oh, God. Mm. And when he throws the guitar at the end and you don't know where it goes? Like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, Somebody, Prince, I remember, I read a story about the guy that, that ended up with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, fentanyl's a bitch. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yep. Yeah. Took the cranberry from us, too. He's a he, yeah yeah. I got a whole lot of love for Prince, master, master craftsman. Yep. I haven't kept up with the vaults. Have they started re- un- unlocking the vaults? Yeah, here and there. Yeah, yeah. We've been getting oh, stuff. What do you think of that Beatles song? It's a piece of shit. Get out of here! It's a piece of shit. Only it's thing, you, anything that's touched by AI, Vince is just not. No, good. it's fucking garbage. It's no. I, if if I I love Paul, I see him and I punch him in the face for allowing that to happen. Don't do that, that. it's very I, old. I know he'll yeah, die. I don't think his yeah his, his face can't take much more. No, it's that it's song's not AI like it's know, AI art like they just use it to clean up the song. No, it's garbage. It's garbage. It's it's augmented by AI. That's not the way they intended it. And in, in any way, it was... Well, he didn't f- intend to get murdered. No, it was a fucking piece of... Mm. It was a, a, a cast-off from the vaults that they never used. And now they piece it it's together. And it's, yeah, exactly. No, no, it's garbage. It's garbage. Mm. Sorry. No, I well, have look, it. I'm, I asked. I, I know you did. Unfiltered take. You, you run anything through AI. I'm going to fucking hate it. That's a strong stance. I got a kid in one of my classes. He's like, AI is the greatest thing ever. I'm like, what do you want to do? He's like, I want to be a professional YouTuber. Mm. I'm like, okay. Have you seen the videos that were created like 100% from AI? He's like, no. I'm like, yeah. They just type in a couple of keywords. I'm sure it's more detailed than that. But type in a couple of keywords and, oh, look, we generated a video. So, you know, your job and the job of every artist, musician, every creative type, writer, all of that's in jeopardy because of this bullshit algorithm that pretends to be a human. Yeah. And the kid's just like, that dude's great. Okay. Yeah. We'll see in 20 years if you think it's great when you're working for freaking Cyberdyne. (laughs) (laughs) When you're Miles Dyson. Seriously. But yeah, I'm old. So, did you not expect me to have a uh, not have that opinion? Of course. Spider Boy, thumbs down. AI by the Beatles, thumbs down. Yeah, not even by the Beatles. It's not by the Beatles. It's by the Computron computer thing. <laughs> it's you didn't. You don't see Hall and Oat releasing AI shit. You don't think that? Well, maybe that. Maybe that's what the restraining order is about. <laughs> oh my god! All right, kids. All right. Hey, we got to thank Tony for being here with us again. And as usual, the door is always open. You were amazing because I texted you at like five o'clock. Hey, you want to join us tonight? You're like, shit, yeah. 
That was <laughs> you're you're like back and call. If there was a screening somewhere, through. we'd be screwed though. I uh, well yeah, if, if there was a movie to be seen, <laughs> yeah, I'd... we'd be. <laughs> I, I got that text. I ran out. I bought comics. And I read them. I did. I did all my homework. I ignored my work writing Army of Darkness. <laughs> I just got right into it. You're amazing. Thank you. Oh. And uh, we hope everybody in earshot has a wonderful Thanksgiving. Come back next yeah. time. Tell them you love them, not the Jason way, your way. Love, love you. you. That's it for that one.